And that is the bell to round number 11 for fight number two. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. When in doubt, stick it out. Ganchos al hígado. Duro, duro, duro. Fired up. Last show of the year. Pacificos Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado here to close the show with a lot of good information tonight. That was a new one, Rick. No, yeah, you know one. who used to say that, Rick? That was uh, Sean O'Grady on uh, USA uh, Tuesday Night Fights with L. Albert. Yeah, (laughs) used to love it, man. Well, everybody else was watching Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley. I was watching Tuesday Night Fights listening to Sean O'Grady introduce with Tonight. (laughs) Best thing, man. I named my kid after Sean, by the way. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, wow. After Sean O'Grady. Yeah, we couldn't agree on what to name him. I wanted a junior. Uh And, um, you know, there was a disagreement. Yeah, and so um, I thought about naming him uh, Roberto after Roberto Duran, but then I knew that he was going to go as Rob, uh-huh. you know, Rob Reese for you know. No, I wanted him to be Roberto yeah, or, or Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I thought about Alexis Arguello, right? That's my other guy. But then it's like Alexis. Is that too much of a you know like a metrosexual name, mm-hmm. right? Is that both? And so, um, so yeah, so I Sean O'Grady was one of my favorite. Uh, go figure, right? No, yeah. Very, very impactful for me, right? When you're a boxing fan, I used to listen to him every Tuesday night with Al Albert. Anyways, Rick, here we are, man. Round 11. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's amazing. It's been, uh, you know, long year and, uh, you know, excited that this is the last year of 2020. Looking forward to a good uh, and even better uh, 2021. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been a good year for us. Now, don't get me wrong. I know the COVID has impacted a lot of people and everything that's going on, but here we are, right? Technically, yep. episode number 26, right, yep. of our podcast, which that's, you do the math, 52 weeks in a year. That means we've been doing this for six months. So fired up about today's show because we got a lot going on today, okay? Yes, okay, we are going to go down that route of having our year-end awards, okay? Yep. Because it is that time, right? This is it. This is it. So what are we going to have? We have the fight, fight of the year, Okay, so we're going to go in this order. We're going to talk about the fight of the year first. Next, we're going to talk about the KO of the year, right? And by the way, some of these may surprise the fans, right? Some of these may surprise people who are already thinking, oh, that fight of the year, that's an easy one, Mm -hmm. right? I'll tell you right now who a lot of people think. Zapata and Branchik didn't even make our list. Yeah, no. Didn't even make our list, okay? Um, Fight, uh, KO of the year, that's number Mm -hmm. two. We're going to talk about fighter of the year. Who's the fighter of the year, right? And really, the fighter of the year may also lend itself to who had the performance of the year, right? Yeah. Who had the best performance? And then pound for pound, once it's all done, right, who, as of 2020, is the pound for pound best fighter of the year, Rick? Yeah. So that's the order we're going to go mm-hmm. in, okay? A lot going on. Of course, before we get to that, we're going to talk about boxing news, right? Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit. I had a little uh, hiatus at the Grand Canyon running an RV. I can now say I've got that in my back pocket, right? Yeah. No, yep. you know, I heard about the trip and, uh, you know, it sounds like a great time. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, if you've never rented or if you've never driven an RV, it's an experience <laughs> I think that everybody should do once. Yeah. At least, right? <laughs> everybody should do once. Seriously, the kids had a blast. 
I loved it, but just driving that big, you know, big uh, vehicle, if you're not used to it, it's mm -hmm. a little different, you know? So um, anyways, um, we're going to talk boxing news first because we did have a lot going on. We had the Triple G fight. We had the Canelo fight. Um, a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on in between from our last show. So that being said, let's take a quick break, and we will come right back with the boxing news, and then we'll get into the boxing 2020 awards. Pacific Coast Boxing will be right back. can't be afraid to to challenge yourself something bigger than than what people think you're capable of you know like the oscar valdez fight people thought oscar was gonna walk through me but i was like okay i'm gonna take this challenge and i believe in my own my own abilities that i'm gonna beat this guy and you know the fight went how the fight went but um i took the challenge and i i walked out a better man you know i walked out with a bigger name and um you know it opened up so many opportunities for me that, of course, was Adam Lopez, Rick, one of the first uh, professional fighters that came on the show with us. So a little uh, little uh, Throwback Tuesday. Throwback, yeah. Right, right. I think it's Throwback Thursday, right? <laughs> but we'll call it Throwback Tuesday. But that was a little going back. That was right after his fight with uh, uh, Adam. Is it not Adam Lopez? It's Korea, right? King mm -hmm. Louis Korea. Sorry. Could be a candidate for fight of the year, Rick. Yeah, no, it gives it a good back and forth. Uh, that was a really fight, good fight, one, yeah. and that was early, by the way. That was like the second card that Top Rank had put out. Oh, by the way, that's another thing we're going to touch on. Who's the promoter of the year, yeah, right? Who yeah. put on the best shows? Who and, put and, on the and, best and, fights, yeah, right? And we'll, when we'll get to that, uh, you know, later in the uh, episode. Absolutely. So before we get to our 2020 awards, right, let's get everybody caught up first, right? Mm -hmm. Before everybody starts to celebrate their New Year's, tomorrow's going to be New Year's Eve. That should tell you that today is December the 30th. So we're going to get this out tonight, Rick. I'm going to work a little overtime tonight yeah. and get this out so that everybody's got this for New Year's Eve before New Year's. Maybe they can, you know, listen to it while they're hosting their big New Year's party, man. Yeah. No, you yeah, know, definitely. what better way to enjoy New Year's, right, than be listening to Pacific Coast Boxing? You know, or, you know, since a lot of people might have that day off, you know, catch up on some of the episodes that they may have missed. That's, that's a good, good idea. Oh, I'll tell you what, you know, because a lot of people sometimes will catch, you know, the Twilight Zone marathon. Uh -huh. What about the Pacific Coast Boxing Marathon? Yeah. You Make know. a great point, you know? <laughs> All the stuff. I tell you what, they should go back to show number one. Show number one. When I was yeah. asking you, you know, really insightful trivia questions, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Like, you know, which gal would you uh, would you rather? Uh, I don't know what, what what the question was. Yeah. But I think you chose Allie. Yeah. I Allie forget. From right. Kid. Right. Yeah. You know, who would you rather not face in a you know, or who would you want walking down the dark alley with you? Right. Uh -huh. I think you chose Mike Tyson. Yeah. Right, yeah. I should have brought that back into the show. Like, yeah, even those kind no, of things. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so that that's very good, Rec. All right. That being said, let's talk about the boxing news before we get into the 2020 awards. So, mm -hmm. what happened in boxing since we last? So yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, you know the, uh, the the big fight from the time yeah we we were off was the uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, Callum Smith fight. Uh, Canelo won the unanimous decision. He uh, he picked up the uh, WBA and uh, WBC crown. Yep. Uh, for super middleweight. Yeah. Uh, it was in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, there there was uh, you know fans in attendance, and it yeah. seems like Texas has taken uh, 
all the good fights right now. Yeah. Um, and by the way, in, in complete dominating fashion. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, uh, an, Eng- an English uh, punching bag. Yeah, you know, pretty I, much. I think I had, you know, Smith winning maybe one round, and that yeah. might have been generous. Yeah. You know, and, and if you um, recall, right, I know you you had a, a late knockout. I had by, a late uh, knockout. I, I had a unanimous decision yeah. by Canelo. Yeah. So either way, either one of us could have been right because they easily, by the way, easily could have stopped that could fight. Could have stopped the fight. And uh, they probably should have. You know, and you know, the, the interesting part, the, the, what I thought was uh, pretty funny is, yeah. you know, it's the sixth, seventh round. Yeah. And Canelo's completely dominating the mm-hmm. fight. But uh, you know the um, I think it was all all of Smith's brothers, his dad. Yeah, you know yeah. they were acting like he was winning the fight. You know, I guess you got to kind of do that. You know, so that uh, you know he well, doesn't get discouraged. Well, here's the thing, Rick. Is that remember they're a fighting family. Yeah. And what, <laughs> unfortunately, right? I say this. What was hurting him, quote yeah. unquote, was that every once in a while, when Canelo would almost like take a breather uh-huh. from from you know practicing his combinations on him. Yeah. Everything was working. Um, Smith would kind of land like a rat tat tat yeah. left right on him. He really would, and of course he's going to because he's like eight inches taller, mm-hmm. got long reach, and so that's I think what kept giving them a glimmer of hope, right? Yeah. To say, look, you know, if you can do that, if you can sustain that, and do that a little bit more consistently, so yeah. that that's why. And and again, don't forget they're a fighting family. Yeah, man. and you know, you know, he he was pretty tough. You know, he he took a lot of Canelo shots and yeah. Uh, you know, I think we we talked about uh, the English uh, chins. Yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but, I think uh, you you did. Actually, he showed a pretty yeah. good. Uh, I think you 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 brought up that English chin. guys don't have good chins, but yes, well, you know, yeah, a lot of grief it, for that, right? It, it uh, you know, <laughs> it's there. You know, uh, I, I was I was trying to search and and I had a tough time. Yeah. You know, finding one. Well, I I did as well, and they yeah. consider all of them like English when you're talking about Barry McGuigan. Mm-hmm. You know, any of those guys, right? Yeah. I know you you had said Ricky Hatton, but Lloyd Honeygun. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of guys across the pond, Rick, that so, would love to have a chat with you. Uh, Lennox Lewis. Lennox you know, Lewis. It, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Joe yeah. Kelzaghi. Yeah, you know, and that was one. You know, okay, I, uh, so yeah, because he was on the uh, telecast. So yeah, it that's remind right. Me of uh, that's right. Um, what was he? The uh, the Prince of Wales. Uh, he was His the something of, Way- of Wales. Yeah. Um, I forget. We'll have to look it um, up. But uh, Either way, right? I mean, yeah. give Liam Smith credit because, he, again, they're a fighting family, mm-hmm. man. And, and, they're, and they're a good story. You know, the, the, the sister has got autism, right? Yeah. And so that, all that was a good story, man. And But it was complete domination. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think at this point, um, you know, where, where, where does Canelo go from here? Um, you know. It looks like he's going to sign a two-fight deal with uh, Matchroom. Yeah. Um, he's going to get his mandatory out of the way um, with Yudidrim. And I how do you think that happened, by the way? Yeah. Right? Well, you, you know how that happened. So the the WBC, right, mm-hmm. decides to add their belt to that fight, right? Yeah. Think about that, right? Because that was not going to be for the, the WBC champ, uh, belt. Mm-hmm. That was only for um, for Kellogg. Not Callum Smith. That was yeah, it was Callum yeah. Smith. I think I was gonna say Liam Smith. That was supposed to only be for Liam Smith's belt, right? Uh-huh. And so the WBC, what how do you think that works behind closed doors? Hey, right? Yeah. What if we add the WBC belt on, right? Mm-hmm. With the contingency that if you win, you gotta fight Elidrum, right? Yeah. yeah. Pretty and, per, pretty much. And you know, Canelo came out of this fight, you know, pretty unscathed where uh, yeah. he's already he wants to have that fight in February. Yeah, then, why not? And then have another fight uh, yeah. May 5th. 
Yeah. So he's looking to you know pick up for lost time. Yeah, and you know, and the guy Richard. and the guys that we want you mentioned right really at the he said it even though his interpreter had no clue how to interpret what he was saying. Yeah. And by the way, Canelo understands English, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And he can speak it. I was watching; they were showing over the weekend um, that celebrity that Lake Tahoe golf tournament. Yeah. Okay, he's speaking English because yeah. I'm watching him talk BS with uh, with with Del Curry and Seth Curry, right? And all those guys. Yeah. Okay. So he, and then you could see the interpreter does that does not have to interpret the question. Yeah, to him. he doesn't have to. He he understands the question. He perfectly. understands it. So as soon as the question's done, right, he, he immediately fires answers it. Right, he immediately understands it. Yeah. The 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 interpreter. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna send an email to his camp and say, hey, I'm I'm open and available to be an interpreter. <laughs> right, because I can embellish and I can sensationalize his uh-huh. answers much better than that knucklehead. Could. Yeah. Right. But so he wants to clean up the 168 pound mm-hmm. division. That's what he said. Yeah. If that's what he wants to do, Rick, then unfortunately, nowadays in boxing, that's going to, that means two to three fights for the whole year. Yeah. Right. This is an old school. So what does that mean? Okay. So he's got to do the, the mandatory Avni Elidrum to get the WBC or to hang right, on to the WBC. To hang on to the WBC check. Yeah. And then you got to fight Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah. Okay. And that's the second fight with the uh, matchroom. And then the third fight's got to be a Caleb Plant. Yeah. That's um, it. You know, and the and the other thing is they're talking. He does about that. Is, we're good. You know, why not have a? Uh, you know, this is the one guy I think that might give him the most troubles. Yeah. is David Benavides. Yeah, I don't think so. By the way, you don't think so? No, no. The guy that'll give him the most trouble if he comes in shape uh-huh. is Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, because yeah, Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, he's a little taller than Canelo. Mm-hmm. Check his stats on boxing rack, but I think he's five ten, maybe six feet. Yeah. But um, when I saw his fight. I always want to say Claude Lemieux because they're Canadian, but David Lemieux, right? Mm-hmm. Billy Joe Saunders put on a boxing clinic against uh, against David Lemieux. And if a motivated and prepared Billy Joe Saunders comes in, he would give Canelo fits. Yeah. Because that's the kind of fighter, obviously not in, in uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather's category, Rick, but yeah. he's slick, he's left, right? He's a lefty. And I think that he would pose problems. Benavides, as much as I would love to see that fight, um, he's a little bit bigger. He's a little slower, more of that big, plodding, kind of thunder, um, super uh, middleweight. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't yeah. think that uh, – that uh, I know that's yeah. the popular, that David I, Benavides, whatever. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me. That was a big um, – that, that was the Triple G uh, trainer. He said that uh, – you know, of all the fighters that he's uh, mm-hmm. seen, Benavides would would give him the uh, only guy that would give uh, Canelo problems. What Canelo, what uh, what David, ben, and again, I, I love David Benavides, yeah. and I would love to see that fight. What David Benavides has going for him is youth, yeah. right? He has youth, so yeah, he has that. He's like twenty three years old, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, but Canelo is too fast. Um, Canelo's getting better, by the way, yeah. right? Every single fight, Canelo's actually he's improving, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he, he his skill sets are actually getting better. Yeah, Billy Joe Saunders five eleven. Yes, he's almost six feet, right? Yeah. And he's a lefty, and he can box, and he's slick, right? He, he um, that would give Canelo the uh, the toughest fight. Trust me. But again, based on what I just told you, uh-huh. if he's motivated and if he's ready, which if you're fighting, you know, what many consider the pound for pound, we'll find out later who the real pound for pound in our twenty twenty yeah. awards. But uh, certainly Canelo is, is a candidate for that. Yeah. Um, and Benavidez is another tall guy, six one and a half. 
Yeah, but he's slow, yeah. uh, Rick. He's slow. He's plotting, you know. He had a tough time fighting. Uh, who's that guy? The May, uh, It was a Roger Mayweather guy. He fought him twice. Uh, it's, uh, it's with the letter J. It escapes me. Ronald uh, Gavril? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Gavril. Gavril actually, uh, I think he dropped him or hurt him late in the first fight. They fought the rematch, and David Benavides dominated him yeah. in the second fight. But if a guy like Gavril can put that good of a fight up, and I know that was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. still, now Canelo goes right through Benavides, trust me. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I think he was he was twenty one at that at that point in his. Uh, but he's only twenty three now. It was well twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, yeah. but still a little bit. Uh, yeah. And then um, okay, uh, the the other fight uh, yeah. you know that happened was uh, the Triple G. Yeah. Zaremeta fight. Uh, Triple G knocked him out. Um, I believe it was like in the seventh round. Um, it was to be expected. Probably took a little bit longer than most expected. Yeah. To knock him out. I'll tell you. So I was watching that fight on my phone. Mm-hmm. Right, because I was watching um, just a disaster of a football game with USC playing uh, Oregon uh-huh. for the Pac-12 championship, right, because Washington couldn't make the game. And so I had to watch it on my phone, right? And you texted me. You said, hey, the uh, Triple G fight's starting, right? Uh-huh. So I put it on, and I'm looking, and I'm like, okay, the fight must not have started, right, because I'm seeing, like, a real two real slow middleweights plotting <laughs> kind of you know barely and then i'm not even kidding i had to look again and i said damn that is that is triple g okay mm-hmm. very unimpressive he looked slow okay um he was getting hit with punches that he shouldn't be getting hit i don't want to see canelo fight him like i said we yeah. laid out what he needs to, who canelo needs to fight right he needs to fight Avni Lidrum and then billy joe saunders and then caleb plant um if you know, Triple G, by the way, you know, there, there's buzz now. Have him fight Jaime Munguia. That's, yeah, that, that, that's right? who the, um, that, that, they're talking that's, about. Yes, because that's kind of where he's at, by the way, mm-hmm. in his career. Canelo would absolutely destroy him. And for what, right? So now we've wasted a Canelo appearance yeah. on Triple G. Wouldn't you rather see uh, Canelo fight the top guys? And Triple G's just not a top guy anymore. Yeah, you know, it. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to see him fight uh, Munguia maybe. At this point, uh, you know, that fight's maybe a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not saying Munguia wins because he's got a little bit of holes in his defense. But, yeah. um, you know, I think it's a lot closer. Um, I think it's a hell of a fight because yeah. uh, Munguia is still inexperienced, yeah. right? And he gets hit a lot, but he's got youth on his side. And we know what Triple G is going to do, right? Yeah. He's going he's gonna to come straight forward. And I think he's got, you know, maybe one maybe one, maybe two great performances left. Yeah. If that. But certainly not against an elite fighter like Canelo. No. And then, uh, you know, uh, Hearn also wants uh, Dimitri Sandre to fight uh, Triple G. I'm not sure if Triple G takes that fight. It's yeah, see, that, that, huge that, risk. See, that I wouldn't take. Low reward. Right. That you I wouldn't know, it, take. But against Munguia, he's got more of a shot. Yeah. Okay? Because we saw Munguia a couple times, right? And he yeah. was getting out boxed, but then he just kind of came back and dominated. Yeah. Um, I want to see. It was it was one of your uh, one of your English guys that uh, that Jaime Munguia was fighting. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was Martin Murray. Um, may have been may have been Liam Smith, right? But um, but he was he he was getting beat. Uh-huh. He was getting beat, um, and it just the guy couldn't sustain it. Right? He was just too small, and then it was just too much Jaime Munguia. But 
you know, you, uh, but you put you, a triple G. You thinking G. Gary O'Sullivan? No, no, that's Spike O'Sullivan. Uh, yeah, that's Spike. Dennis Hogan? No, who's the who's the guy he just beat? Uh, well, he beat Torino Johnson. That was his last fight. <sighs> no, that's another English guy. Uh, Liam Smith? Yes, Liam Smith. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Liam Smith. It was, well, Liam. was it just 2018. Yeah, it was Liam yeah. Smith. Well, it was just a couple yeah. years ago. Um, Liam Smith was winning that fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was winning that fight. He was outboxing him. And and then of course. You know, the bigger man just started taking over. But I think Triple G hits harder than Liam Smith. No. So what else you got in the news, Rick? Um, another fight over the weekend, uh, James Kirkland. He was knocked out yeah. by Montiel in the first round, three knockdowns. Um, pretty, another, one pretty, these, another one of these comebacks, right? Pre- pretty ugly looking fight. Yeah. You know, um, he just can't take a punch anymore. Right, um, right. You know, it, uh, you know, I... I Maybe we need to do the ancestry dot com and uh you know, it's probably a lot of English. Yeah. You know, in his ancestry. <laughs> um but uh it was you know, he was falling all over the ring. Yeah. Three year layoff. You know, this should probably be the last time we see James Kirkland in the ring. You would hope. Yeah. You would hope. And the thing is, right, um, it probably won't be the last time no, yeah, for okay. if you ask him, mm-hmm. but there should not be any uh any sanctioning body any state mm-hmm. right that licenses him to fight yeah i think that's probably the key and that's probably not going to happen because well he doesn't have a big enough name you know yeah he does if so i we'll, we'll see yeah it uh it was unfortunate to see that yeah yeah um the arter beater bf fight is off um it was scheduled for january uh 30th yeah uh, positive covid test um hopefully that'll get re- rescheduled pretty quickly yeah um, Amir Khan now is talking about, you know, now is the time yeah. to fight Kell Brook. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and unfortunately now is like five to 10 years too late, mm-hmm. but that's fine. I want to see that if nothing yeah. else, because this is the fight that's been talked about for five to 10 years. Yeah. And I think they're both really, they're, they're past their prime, mm-hmm. right? Neither one of them is, is, uh, they, they were very good fighters in their day. So why not? Yeah, and it'll make for an exciting fight. That, you know, guarantee there's going to be a knockout. Yeah. When you've got two weak chins, somebody's got to go. <laughs> That's right. It, it would be a good fight. There's, yeah. no, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it would be a good fight. Uh, when I say a good fight, um, entertaining, and that we've yeah. been wanting to see that. Unfortunately, most fights like this that take place well after when they should have usually disappoint. Yeah. But that's fine, right? Yeah. At, at least we get to see it. Yeah. Um, okay, um, and then this 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 coming weekend we've got uh, Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell. We've been waiting for this fight yeah. for a while now. It's yep. been rescheduled a couple times. Yeah, but it looks like unless something happens between now and then, it'll be on Saturday on DAZN. Yeah, I can't wait. And by the way, what a way to start! Um, what a way to start the new year, uh-huh. right? What a way to start the new year with with that fight. Um, truly, truly, Ryan Garcia's first big test. Yeah, right. Um, you know. Yes, he's knocked out a lot of guys in the first round. Uh, maybe candidate for knockout of the year, Rick. You never yeah. know. We'll we'll find out here shortly. Um, Campbell has been in there against legitimate fighters. Uh, Linares, right? Linares. Linares. Lomachenko. Yeah, Lomachenko. And by the way, the Linares fight, Linares started off that fight dominating, mm-hmm. and then Campbell started winning the later rounds. Yeah. He's uh you know he's got size. He's lengthy. He's um he's a southpaw. We were talking mm-hmm. about right. 
So, um, and he's he's not intimidated, right? He's not, no. and he really is. I'd say it right, but he's a tough guy, tough English guy, right? Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. You know, now De La Hoya is coming out, of course, and finally being the promoter that he should yeah. be, saying Campbell's, you know, never been in a class like this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I can't wait, man. Yeah, no, I think th- this is a great fight because um, Frank Garcia wins this one. I you know I think twenty twenty one really opens up for him. You know, he could have yeah. the uh, the Javante Davis fight might be there for him. Maybe a Devin Haney fight. Yeah, maybe a Teofimo Lopez towards the end of the year. Um, you know, it uh, Ryan Garcia win here it would be huge. Well, you you huge s- for the sport. Yeah, huge for the sport because at this point, right. Um, he'd be prime for uh, for a championship opportunity, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, Tiafimo right now, right, yeah. owns the um, the lightweight division as far as the belts are concerned. But like you said, you got Javante Davis, you got David Haney. One of them would have to fight Ryan Garcia. Yeah, they would have to, and the money that that would generate. Now, let's talk about um, as far as what are the odds for that fight? Okay, because that tells you a lot, right? And so. For for that fight, Ryan Garcia is favored. No surprise at a minus three ninety. Okay, bet three hundred ninety bucks to win a hundred. Mm-hmm. Luke Campbell at a plus three twenty. So it's not way out there, right? Now remember the Canelo Smith fight. Canelo was like minus five seventy five, yeah. right? The live dog, as you called uh, mm-hmm. Callum Smith, right? Yeah, didn't look too live, Rick. No, you know, but. Um, so it's not, uh, yeah. So so Vegas doesn't have it as a complete um, lopsided match, Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, no. You know, I I think uh, this one. You know, is it prediction time? You think? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I think so on this okay. one. I think I think now you don't have to. Not your lock of the week. No, no not my lock of the week. Um, but you may have to make yeah. this because there's not a whole lot of fights unless you look at the undercard. Yeah, I, I think. Okay. Um, is are you saying? Are you saying? Okay, hold on a second, Rick, because yeah. I, I, I've got I've got some sound effects. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and add to add to this. Okay, to our uh, high cost production here. If I, if if I can add this, because we're we're gonna put you on the spot. Uh-huh. Is this gonna be the Rick's lock of the week? So so here we go, folks. Right? Is this the lock of the week? Yeah, oh, I'll make it the lock of the week. It's gonna be lock the lock of the, of the lock week. Of the week yeah. All right. I'll tell you what. Oh boy, yeah. See, this is what happens when you have the uh, the, the 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 show that we have, which is mm-hmm. which is an excellent show. But all right, here we go, Rick. All right. Luck of the week is Ryan Garcia. <laughs> Unanimous decision. You wow! There it is. You heard it, folks. Lock of the week. Ryan Garcia in the unanimous decision. And you know what, Rick? We're going to end the year 2020 agreeing on the exact same outcome of the fight. I also think that uh, Ryan Garcia is going to win, and I do think that it is going to be a unanimous decision. I think that, you know, that sneaky left that he lands, that he, mm-hmm. I, I think that Luke Campbell's just too tough. Yeah. I don't, and by the way, part of me wants it to go 12 rounds. Yeah. You right. Know, it, it, uh, I think it only benefit Ryan Garcia in the long run. You oh yeah, know, no, for that, sure. You know, he needs that. Yeah, he needs that. He hasn't had that. Here's the thing, though. Okay, let me ask you something. Would it surprise you if he knocks out Campbell? Uh, no, no. Um, 
Campbell's a tough guy, though. Um, you know, finally, maybe another English boxer with the chin. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, Lomachenko wasn't able to knock him out. Linares wasn't able to knock him out. Um, you know, he's, he's a tough fighter. Um, I, I think I, that's why I'm thinking it's, it goes the distance. Okay. I think it goes the distance, too. Yeah. I think that what's going to happen is that Garcia is going to come out like he normally does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to land because he's that fast. He's that quick. And he may even punch himself out in an early round, maybe second or third round, where he lands and he's going to try and clean him out, but he's not going to be able to do it, yeah. right? And for the first time in his young career, he's going to be at a point where now he's going to have to just start boxing and putting rounds in the bank. I didn't say he wasn't that Campbell wasn't going to uh, meet the canvas early on. He yeah. may. I just don't think that he's going to knock him out, and then it just kind of becomes a boxing match. And we and I'm saying that because I've seen Campbell fight enough. Mm-hmm. And I think um, you know Ryan Garcia, the Reynosas are going to have him ready. Um, you know they they probably see that fight kind of the similar way, and um, they'll be ready for him to go the uh, twelve rounds. I agree. Yeah. There you go. What else we got in boxing news, Rick? Um, let's see. A um, couple. Uh, Things that I took note of, um, even after the Canelo fight, yeah. um, ESPN still has Crawford at the top of their pound-for-pound yeah. uh, yeah. pound list. Yeah, and we're going to get to our pound-for-pound yeah. pound here in the next segment, um, but an they, absolute joke. Yeah, they, they even wrote an article yeah. of why Canelo wasn't top on the list, right. and right. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, it, there, there, there's no way something like that They didn't even need to write— happen. They could have saved themselves the time yeah. and just put one sentence. Okay? Yeah, and- Terrence Crawford is with <laughs> top rank in ESPN broadcast the fights. Yeah. No other pound for pound list yeah. other than the pound for pound list probably made by Terrence Crawford's family right. has him at the top of the list. That's right. Who's he fought? Yeah. And here's the thing. I'm I'm going to put out, okay, a, a little an early spoiler. Okay. We don't even have Terrence Crawford on our top uh on our uh candidates for uh you know what I mean? Like at our Emmy awards, you know how the yeah. the can you know how they're all sitting there in the audience. Mm-hmm. He didn't even get invited. No, yeah, maybe, maybe we have him as a presenter. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> that's it. He got invited as a presenter, yeah. absolutely. But he didn't get invited for the fight of the year, for the knockout of the year, for the fight tour of the year, for the performance mm-hmm. of the year, and for the pound-for-pound pound fighter. Yeah. And no. unless he owns his own promotional company, he didn't make that either. Yeah. So, yes, he yeah didn't even. Now, he, he should be there as a boxing fan, but no, I yeah. don't think so, man. He doesn't beat anybody, Rick. Here's the thing, okay? And Spence Jr., you know, he just beat Danny Garcia. And you could say, oh, well, geez, Danny Garcia, I've said. He's just an overblown 140-pounder fighting yeah. at 147. He still beat him and dominated him. He beat a Kel Brook and dominated him when Kel Brook was still the champion, Rick, and was still considered one of the best welterweights. And guess where he beat him, Rick? Guess where he beat Kel Brook? In England. Yeah. In England, in his hometown, okay, yeah. with thousands of fans. He went over there to take the man's belt. Crawford beat what was a shadow of Cal Brook, man, yeah. right? So um, he beat Mikey Garcia. Now we could say, oh, yeah, well, Mikey Garcia, geez, that's a little guy. You know what? At that time, Mikey Garcia was undefeated and was on a lot of people's top 10 pound-for-pound yeah. pound list. And was asking for that fight. And was asking yeah. for the fight, was hungry, and he beat him, okay? So he's beat a lot of the top welterweights. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's in PBC. We could talk about, you know, it's not Crawford's fault. It doesn't matter. Yeah. End of the day is, no, that's just a complete 
I mean, that's just it's it's funny. It's laughable. Yeah. Here's what sucks though, right? It's laughable, but for most like we've talked about, not real fight fans like us that don't know boxing, they go to ESPN, man. Yeah. They go to ESPN as, right, the mm-hmm. source for boxing. Yeah. And if they click on that boxing, right? They've I, made up their mind. They yeah. made it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrence Crawford, he's the very best. No, he's not the very best. He's the very best because these guys are in bed with his promotional company, which mm-hmm. is top ranked. So it's in their vested interest. Yeah. But no, he's not. Not even close. Yeah. I'll no. be honest with you. Right now, I know we're not going to get beyond the four or five fighters that are the candidates yeah. for the uh, uh, pound for pound. I don't even know if he's in my top ten, right? Uh, maybe, maybe I put him in the top ten, but uh, yeah, definitely not the top five. And uh, but I can give you yeah. ten other fighters, yeah, that I could make a pretty good case argument. Yeah, yeah, good argument, right? Could I do that for uh, you know? For Inoue, could I do that for Spence? Could I do that for Canelo? Could I do that for Fury? Could I do that no. for Teofimo? Yeah. For Jermel Charlo? For Beter BF? No. Yeah. You'd say you're crazy, Alfonso. Yeah. No. And in, in uh, you know we're gonna get into it in the next uh, the next thing I'm gonna mention, but you know how many Hall of Famers has Terrence Crawford beat? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 It, 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 they're, yeah. they're not there. No. You know it. it no. Uh, you know, and leading up to that, you know, now we're talking Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, the uh, International Boxing Hall of Fame, you know, put out their um, their Canastota, New York. Yeah, they put out um, Mayweather, Andre Ward, Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, and I'm just gonna do the fighters, Leila Lee. Yeah, and uh, Ann Wolf. Yeah, you know, all uh, made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, one name where I was uh, pretty upset didn't make it. Uh, yeah, Miguel Cotto. Yeah, I felt uh, you know it's definitely Hall of Famer. Yeah. I thought first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll definitely get in next year. But um But the know. other guys, you said Klitschko Ward and who was the Klitschko, third one? Klitschko Ward yeah. and uh, Mayweather. Yeah, and see and and by the way, I agree. I think that Cotto is a uh, a first mm-hmm. I don't know about a first ballot. He he could have been a first yeah. ballot. But do you seriously think that, you know, the only one I would say uh-huh. Okay, well you tell me. Which one of those did you think he was slighted that he should have been above them? Can't be Mayweather. No, it can't be Mayweather. Um, and I, it couldn't even be Klitschko. Yeah. I, I would single out Andre Ward. Yeah. Um, just body of work. Yeah. You know, um, Andre Ward was 30, 32 and, 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 and 0, uh, 16 yeah. knockouts. So, yeah. So, you know, KO percentage about 50%, you know, yeah. exactly 50%. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the fighters he's beaten. Yeah. Okay. The, the only impressive win... Kovalev, you're Kovalev probably going to say. Yeah. In 2016 and right. 2017. Right. Um, everyone else, you know, Sullivan Barrera. Yeah. Chad Dawson. Yeah. Carl Frotch. Mm-hmm. Arthur Abraham. Yeah. Psycho Bika, who was on The Contender. Yeah. Um, you know, none of these guys are Hall of Famers. Maybe Kovalev. Do you think Kovalev makes the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, that'll be tough. Yeah. Well, I mean, at one point he dominated the light heavyweight he, he division. Did. So, yes, at, at, at one point I think he will. But maybe he's the only Hall of Famer yeah. that yeah. Uh, he's... he's. Here's the if, thing, though, Rick. Here's yeah. the thing, though, right, is that uh, don't forget, you know, Mikel Kessler, uh, Sakio Bika. Here's the thing, though. At that time, okay, these were the best light heavyweights. There right? had to be somebody else. <laughs> but, but here's the yeah. thing, right, and, and I'm saying... My deal was Klitschko, by the way, believe it or yeah, not. See, yeah. I, I think Klitschko was around in a in a in an era where there division. was yeah, no, we, there wasn't a lot of you know very good heavyweights. Yeah. Larry Holmes would have would have uh, the Easton assassin 
yeah. would have um, would have beaten him. Um, I think that given the era that he fought, he was undefeated, and it's how he won, Rick. Yeah, he completely outclassed his opponents. When he fought Kovalev, okay, the first time he fought Kovalev was in 2016. Kovalev was at the top of his game, 30 and 0. And a lot of people thought that Kovalev at that point, right, was mm-hmm. in the top three pound for pound, right? Yeah. At that time. So he beat, and so was Andre Ward, by the way, right? Yeah. So he beat a top five, top three pound for pound guy. Somewhat controversial, but he beat him. So I I, I, uh, I I'm not I don't have an issue with Andre Ward. My issue is with uh Klitschko. Yeah, it's with Klitschko. Yeah, um, yeah I, I just felt that uh Andre Ward, there were some fights they could have made, you know, he didn't even beat a, you know. An aging Roy Jones or, yeah. or an aging Bernard Hopkins, you know these guys were out there to fight, and um, you know, Thank, thankfully he happened. didn't, he didn't yeah. have to beat those guys. Um, you know, you know, but you know, I'm just saying, you know, for the Hall of Fame, yeah, you know, you have to dare to be great. Yeah, you know, uh, Andre Ward yeah. didn't go up divisions; he stayed there, more of the Hagler yeah. type, where he just stayed in one division. Um, you know, I've got. Miguel Cotto, yeah, four division champ, yeah, know, fought Hall of Famers, fought the best. You right. know, he he fought against Canelo, he fought against Mayweather, he fought yeah. against Pacquiao. You know, those three guys right there, the greatest of of yeah, that you know, and that's why I'm saying era. that I would have put him above. Uh, yeah, I would have put him above Klitschko. You know, and uh, that's what I think. He also beat uh, Alfonso Gomez. Yeah, Alfon- well, Alfonso <laughs> Gomez, but. Before that, you know, he beat the Zab Judas, he beat the Pauli Malinagis, he beat the uh, Shane Mosley, Shane Mosley, you know, but Carlos he was Quintana. Willing... When when Carlos Quintana actually won a championship, uh... he, he fought everybody. Yeah, you know, it wasn't uh, right. You know, he didn't duck anybody. He was willing yep. to fight these guys. Came back and demolished Antonio Margarito. Yeah, right. Was, was it you know? Should he even have fought Canelo? You know, right. everybody knew that that was you know. Yeah, but it was a close fight. You yeah, know, Mayweather. You know, nobody thought he had a chance. He made it a close fight. Yeah. You know, it uh oh, yeah. came up short in those fights, but yeah. uh he was willing to make those chances, take those risks, and I just didn't see the risks from Andre Ward. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. I think that I mean, you know, here's the thing, right? He's gonna make the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's gonna make it. So that's that's a no doubt about yeah. it. I can understand your disappointment. Yeah. Even though, by the way, the ancestors dot com showed that you were only what is it, six percent Puerto Rican. Yeah. Right, no, no, so that no. yeah, so you shouldn't be too. By like, yeah, we should call Goya. By the way, that you've changed your mind on the De La Hoya <laughs> no, Trinidad no, 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 fight. No, no. Now that you're six percent Puerto no, no. Rican, so, but I, so I get it. Thirteen, one thirteen. I, I get it. Um, I understand the frustration, Rick. I'm yeah. right there with you, but I think that Vladimir Klitschko yeah, should. Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah, he should have been the one that should have been backed up because yeah, I mean yeah, he had a long reign with him and his brother, but there wasn't a lot of great heavyweights. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, well, he did dominate the. You know, how long did he hold that title? The brothers held those titles for what? No, he held it for a lot. He held it for a lot years? of years. That, that yeah. you know, I, I was saying, you know, yeah. and on the last show we had, right when um, when Tyson Fury finally mm-hmm. beat him, right, he had gone twenty one and zero before that. Yeah, and the, the the you know the he had lost to Lamont Brewster, mm-hmm. and he got like I think it was eleven years yeah. before he lost. But again. Does that speak as much to his greatness or does that speak as much to how shallow the heavyweight division was during his reign? Yeah. Okay, because during that time, like you said, Miguel Cotto's winning four championships in four different divisions, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, he's the guy to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one last thing yeah. for the uh, boxing, uh, for the news. Yeah. 
uh, Cobra Kai season three. Oh, nice! Comes out uh, this this Friday. Nice, uh, and January first. Th- they bumped that up a bit, didn't they? Yeah. So it yeah. was January eighth. Now it's January first. So yeah. uh, you know, everybody has the day off. You know, New yeah. Year's Day, and uh, catch up on your Cobra Kai. No, that's good. I got one more thing, by the way, yeah. for the news. A sad, you know, a sad. Sorry to hand oh, okay. it on a sad note. I probably should have slipped that in before uh, you did. But uh, Frankie Randall. Uh-huh. The, the surgeon, the surgeon, you know, passed away. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, right, um, for those of us, again, that are, you know, listening to the Biggs Boxing Show, um, he's the first, he gave Julio Cesar Chavez that first blemish. Yeah. Right? 89-0. and 0. And that was a big, big upset, by the way. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Nobody thought that he was going to come in and beat Julio Cesar Chavez, right? Mm-hmm. And he did. Yes, he he uh, he lost the rematch, right? Um and and they fought almost right after they fought uh, January January 29th and then they fought again of course the Cinco de Mayo weekend and Julio and Chavez won but still to go in there and do what he did was extremely impressive Rick yeah. and he's one of these guys right these are the kind of boxers that's just kind of a little blip little bitch oh yeah Frankie Randall um, if this guy was a football player or a baseball player it would have made you know the the what you were just talking about it would have made ESPN's like front page right. Yeah. Instead, it's barely a mention, right? Yeah. yeah. Barely a mention. But yet here was an absolute, um, you know, giant in the boxing world because mm-hmm. of because of what he did, right? And you talk about, this is another guy, like you were talking, this guy fought everybody, man. Oba Carr, Antonio Margarito. Obviously, he fought Ed, past Ed, this prime. Edwin Rosario. Edwin Rosario, yeah. The guy, the guy fought everybody, man, you know? Yeah. And he was the surgeon, so, you know, uh, rest in peace, champ, mm-hmm. Frankie Randall. A lot of respect to him and, and you know him and all his family. Hope everything's okay. Um, so there you have it. And then we will be right back, Rick, with the 2020 Boxing Awards. We'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. goal for, for my career is, is to become champion in, in, in a fifth division in welterweight okay. that's why I'm, I'm at, at welterweight mm-hmm. you know I um, I always tell people it's it's uh, it's it's the challenge that I'm after it's 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 uh, what motivates me and it's what excites me that if everybody thinks I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't be here or questioning why I'm even here well I'm after another title but see the titles that are the most challenging are the ones that are most rewarding yeah you know, when I became. There you go, Rick. Of course, that is four division champion Mikey Garcia, who joined the podcast earlier this year. That was uh, late July, if you could believe in, it or not, Rick. In, in studio. In studio. Yeah. That's right. Um, that's right. And we've had, you know, been very privileged, right? We had the uh, the Lee, Lee Saraga brothers, Raul and Chris, mm-hmm. but he was really the first, uh, you know, solidified professional to show up in studio. Yeah. So, again, cannot thank um, Mikey enough, can thank uh, Eddie enough, ER, to showing up and, uh, and doing that. But crazy how time flies, huh? Yeah, man. It, you know, it, it seems like only <laughs> like a few weeks ago. Doesn't it, yeah. though? That's what I'm saying. You know, like it has been a challenging year. But you think about what we've accomplished. You look around. You know, I remember when we first started again, it was you and I. We remember we had two microphones up back, up one microphone, 
that you and I were speaking into. And yeah. then, of course, I deleted the whole podcast by accident. And then you looked around. You said, we need posters up here. Well, now look around, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a legitimate legitimate studio in here now. I challenge anyone to have a studio, a boxing podcast, right? More legit than ours, yeah. man. Don't you think? No, yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of uh, great fight posters, you know, legends. All the championship yeah. belts, yeah. you know. And we've been to a lot of these fights, and uh-huh. we've seen, you know, pretty much every poster that's up here, we've mm-hmm. seen these fights. Yeah. These are not fights that, oh, yeah, I, I heard of, but no, no, we were watching them. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right, Rick. And we're going to make history now. So now, right, Pacific Coast Boxing, the very first, right, 2020 awards, Rick. Okay. So we're going to start off, like first, I said. First annual. First annual, right. Yeah. This is huge. Yeah. This is huge, you know. I have a feeling some people are just going to, like, fast forward to this uh-huh. part of the show. And I wouldn't blame them for yeah. doing that, by the way. Um, 2020, fight of the year. So I'm going to throw a bunch of fights out there first, right? Yeah. And then we're going to narrow it down because there was a lot of fights. You know, you may mm-hmm. think, well, geez, you know, it was COVID. Still a lot of fights. So I'm I'm just going to start kind of rapid fire here, okay? Lomachenko Lopez, uh-huh. Wilder Fury, Inouye Maloney, Spence Garcia, Charlo Dervachenko, Charlo Rosario, Dubois Joyce, Davis Santa Cruz, Estrada Urbina, Pavotkin White, Canelo Smith. Um, Macat Jessica McCaskill and Cecilia Brockus. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I say Estrada Quadras? Um, Diaz and Farmer. You probably forgot about that one. Rosario and Williams, Akhmadialev and Danny Roman. That was early in January. Rick mm-hmm. Nakatani Verdejo, Anam Lopez and Louis Correa. Oh wow! Wow, a lot of fights, right? Yeah. Some of those you probably forgot about, right? No, no, I never forget. Some of them are early. Oh, <laughs> here's another one, by the way. Here's another one, okay? Um, Sean Porter, Sebastian Formella. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm joking yeah, okay. about that one. I told you I was going to slip one in on you, right? Yeah. See if I could kind of wow. catch you. You know, that, that, that Rick, that was my, my I, faint, faint to the head. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I know, I know. Go, go, go! Figure that was my feint to the head, and I tried to slip a little, uh-huh. you know, a little left hook to to the uh, El Gancho Aligo, though it didn't work. So yeah, you you slipped it and countered me. Yeah, that's the fight that almost put us to sleep. By the yeah. way, now notice that I didn't say Zapata and Branchek, but I'm saying it now. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rick. All that being said, okay, here's what we have right mm-hmm. as our finalist. Okay, as our finalist. For the fights of the year, okay? Yeah. So the our finalists for the fights of the year, we may as well have a little bit of sound, a l- little bit of uh, sound. Uh, <laughs> it's too bad I figured that out, the producer. So here are the finalists, Rick. Lomachenko and Tiafima Lopez. Mm-hmm. Wilder Fury. Okay. Nakatani Verdejo and Estrada Cuadras. That's who we have. We're not going to say top 10, top three. If there's four, we'll say four. If there's three, Mm -hmm. those are the four fights that you and I have decided are the top four. So let's go through them, Rick. Lomachenko Lopez. Wow, right? Yeah. Huge, uh, huge huge, uh, lightweight fight. The significance of that fight, you know, you've got uh, before the fight, Lomachenko, arguably the best pound for pound fighter in you Absolutely. know around. Absolutely. You know, after the fight, he drops to like 
fifth or sixth right yep. after Teofimo. Yep, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, Teofimo going into the fight, huge underdog, mm-hmm. right? Um, huge underdog, yeah. right? Nobody expected that. Lomachenko fighting for a championship in his second fight, right? Beats Gary Russell Jr. Huge fight, huge in the end. Right, the winner pretty much goes home with all the um, yeah. with all the lightweight belts. Right, yeah. you talking about they got enough belts, right? Enough leather to do whatever. They can make a pair of boots, mm-hmm. tw- you know, a couple pair, four boots with that. Yeah, no, it it, it it was a huge fight, huge fight, significance of it. You know, it uh, you know, sky's the limit for Teofimo for winning that fight. Right, second fight. Wilder Fury, right? Mm-hmm. Just the fact, Rick, that it is the glamour division, that it mm-hmm. is the heavyweight division, right? Everyone yeah. knows heavyweights, right? You talk about boxing, mm-hmm. that people that don't know boxing, what's the first thing? They say, hey, name a famous fighter. What are they going to say? Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Right? Mike Tyson, right? That's who they're going to say. Hey, everybody knows the heavyweights. Everybody knows the heavyweights. Yeah. So no surprise. However, this wasn't just here because it was a heavyweight fight. It was a great fight, Rick. Uh-huh. Their first fight ended in a draw. The first fight ended with Fury getting up a la Dead Man Incorporated, mm-hmm. right? Getting up out of nowhere, getting the draw, and then coming back in the second fight and completely flooring him. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh... He outclassed him. Uh, you know, he, he did what he wanted. He imposed his will. Um, I'm the bigger, stronger fighter, and you can't beat me is, is the approach he took. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, by the way. Um, it's funny that these two fights are in order because one of the things, and I know we didn't mention it in the news. I'm surprised you missed it. Um, I don't know if you heard Lomachenko talking about the uh, his fight. Talking about that, the bribery was in. The bribery was in, right? Yeah. And and that's again, I'm not yeah. going to get political, but here's a Russian, yeah, talking about you know foul play, <laughs> right? The bribery was, in. and I started thinking about this, like Lomachenko, this isn't the '60s, yeah, or the '50s, right? You got the Italian mob or somebody paying off the judges or something. Watch the fight, dude, right? Yeah, you were completely dominated, okay. And, and if anybody disagrees with Al's, uh, yeah. You know, commentary you can email us at counterpunch yeah that's right Pacificosboxing.com. that's exactly that's exactly right that's exactly right you know um we can't even be bribed these days yeah right no. somebody were to come up to me and say hey and you know this was very very tough rick mm-hmm. right if somebody were to say hey rick here's a hundred bucks to have yeah. my fighter you know i know you guys are going to do your 2020 end of year awards yeah right you know would you accept well, that? No, we, we have too much integrity, you know. And, and too much integrity, have... too, too much at stake. Yeah. That's right. Couldn't do it, right? Yeah. So for Lomachenko to come out and say the bribery was in, absolute laughable mm-hmm. and just, you know, pretty, pretty interesting. So, but the second fight, yeah, Wilder Fury, mm-hmm. great heavyweight fight, okay. Fight number three, okay, Nakatani Verdejo. Mm-hmm. This was a recent fight. Um, Nakatani, folks don't remember. He was the you know tall Japanese fighter. Nakatani San, by the way, yeah. is the proper way to call him out. Um, gave Teofimo Lopez all right, mm-hmm. all he could muster, all he could manage, all he wanted for twelve rounds. Right yeah. at the time, right, a lot of people said, "Oh, well, you know, maybe that was just Teofimo. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff going on with his family, personal. Maybe just wasn't ready." Nobody gave enough credit to the fact that maybe this guy could fight. Yeah. Right? Verdejo, of course, at one point 
the can't miss kid. High, right? Highly touted, you know, the can't miss prospect. This is it. Coming out of the Olympics. Yeah, you know, this everything. Is the, guy. the speed, the power. Mm-hmm. Um, gets into the motorcycle accident, right? Yep. And then um, and then comes back. Wow, what a fight, though, right? No, you know, great fight. Um, you know, uh, Katani hits the canvas early, Rick. Yeah, Verdejo was dominating early. I think yeah. you know, he knocked uh, knocked yeah. Katani down twice, um, had him hurt several times, and then yeah. um, you know later on in the fight he gets hit with uh, really with the with a really good punch yeah and was never the same no you know, he lasted a few more rounds yeah. but uh and i'll tell you and, and in credit to for dayhoff mm-hmm. um he tried to finish him right yeah. he did everything he can to finish mm-hmm. him he was tra- he was throwing bombs mm-hmm. right he tried to close the show and if one of those bombs would have landed he probably does close the show yeah. but he couldn't nakatani no. had a senses about him and he was able to duck bob weave and he yeah. came back and finished that tko yeah, no, you know, it really enjoyed this fight, you know, just the back and forth. You know, it was going one way and then, you know, one punch, you know, turned the whole fight around. You always hear that, you know, that statement, but it yeah. actually happened in this fight. One it, punch it, turned it, it around. It, yeah, it actually happened. And again, and it and it showed that the fight against Teofimo uh Teofimo Lopez was not a fluke, yeah. right? The fact that Teofimo couldn't put him out, right? Um turns out the guy was legit. All right. Um, next fight, last fight mm-hmm. is uh, Estrada against Cuadras, Rick. An yeah. absolute war, yeah. right? An absolute war, um, a rematch, right? A fight where Carlos Cuadras had Estrada hurt early, and I thought he had him out. Yeah, you weren't watching it live, and I was texting you. Remember, you were asking me. Uh-huh. I said this is an absolute war, right? Is what yeah. I told you. Fight of the year candidate. Wow, did it deliver, man? Yeah, no, you know, uh, great fight. You know, it uh, Quadras ended up uh, knocking him out in the eleventh, uh, but uh, Estrada knocked him out in the eleventh. Oh yeah, Estrada knocked him yeah. out in the eleventh. That was I was yeah. reading it wrong. Yeah, um, but uh, no, yeah, great back and forth fight. You know, it was uh, it was all action. Um, you know, I did go back and watch. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, great fight to watch. Yeah, because again, right, just like the 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 previous fight we were talking about, Nakatani and Verdejo, the winner of that fight sets themselves up, right? Um really as a player in the lightweight division, right? Well, well the winner um Estrada gets uh, Chocolatito um March 13th. Right, Estrada yeah. gets Chocolatito, but the previous fight with Nakatani yeah. and Verdejo, right? That yeah. wasn't just two, you know, nobody's fighting. Um, the winner of that fight puts themselves in line. Yeah. Maybe a rematch with Tifimo Lopez, right? Yeah. Certainly a fight, you know, if Devin Haney wants to step up and fight a top 10 guy, yeah, fight Nakatani, mm-hmm. right? Nakatani, whoever wins that fight. And if Verdejo wins that fight, he puts himself yeah. right up there with, uh, you know, with what is now becoming probably the premier division in Bo- boxing. Both ESPN, uh, ESPN and top-ranked fighters, yep. you know, uh, you know, Bob Arum's definitely going to, um, you know, look to put the winner in. A hundred percent. But, okay, there could only be one fight of the mm-hmm. year, Rick. Yeah. There could only be one fight. We wrestled with it, right? Yeah. We, you know, we we, we, we did all of our research. All great, all great fights, too, by the way. It could be any of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It could be any of them. Could be any of them. But there can only be one winner. Mm-hmm. So, producer, drum roll, please. 
You open up the envelope, Rick. Yeah. The winner of the 2020 fight of the year is Nakatani Verdejo. Yeah, you know, it's awesome, awesome fight. You know, it, uh, you know, it just the back and forth, you know, you think one guy's going to win it. The other guy, you know, makes a comeback. And that's what boxing is about. If you watch somebody yeah. to get them uh, to love boxing like we do, right? that's the kind of fight. And you know what? You make a great point. You make a very yeah. astute point. That's what it's about. Yeah. You remember I even said that the week after that. I said if somebody that you know is not a boxing fan, have them watch that fight. Yeah. In fact, have them watch any of these four fights, right? The only thing, though, is the Loma and Lopez fight they probably would find a snoozer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because to a fight fan, right, what Lopez did was an absolute virtuoso performance yeah. to beat Lopez, but wasn't exciting, right? No. Yeah, a few you know exchanges toward the end. It, it, was, it was more dominating, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, right. Where... But the Wilder Fury knockout, great one. Estrada mm-hmm. Quadras, and, you know, we're, we, we're not going to go number two or three, whatever. Yeah. But if we had to go two or three, probably Estrada Quadras Estrada is number Quadras, two. yeah. Right? Again, because of the way it was fought, mm-hmm. the high level. The significance. The significance, yeah. right? So so there you have it. Nakatani Verdejo, because of the action, because of the significance, because of the fact that these are world-class top fighters that I, I could see Nakatani winning a championship and, in the lightweight division. And you could tell that these guys, they, they knew what was on the line. One yeah. more loss, both of them have a loss. Another loss puts them even further down. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe, maybe they're thinking, you know, hey, maybe, yeah. maybe this isn't for me. No, that's that's yeah. exactly, oh no, it's definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, because Felix Verdejo now, right, uh-huh. is in that gatekeeper. Yeah. Right, yeah. great fighter, right there. But yeah, and an honorable mention, by the way, right mm-hmm. to the recording that we heard earlier to uh, Adam Lopez and yeah. King Louis Korea. Yeah, that was a hell of a fight too, Rick. If I mm-hmm. could say, what was the best fight that kind of reintroduced and energized us boxing yeah. fans during the you know COVID? It was that one. Mm-hmm. So I want to at least say honorable mention to that one. Yeah, fair enough. No fair. All right, there you go. All right, now. Award number two, Rick, mm-hmm. the KO of the year. KO of the year. Boxing is about fighting. Boxing is about knockouts. You remember, you know, our friend Goyo said, you know, this is the fight game, not the flight game. And you know what I mean? Uh-huh. He didn't like that Sugar Ray Leonard, although, you know, it's the sweet science, not the sweet slugfest, Greg, if you're mm-hmm. listening. But being that being as, it, you know, be that as it may, KOs. So we've only, we've got a few. We've got a few that made the finalists. So let's have a drum roll so that we hear who are the finalists. All right. We've only got a few, okay? Because mm-hmm. it's got to be true knockouts, just so yeah. we explain that. TKOs don't count, right? Yeah. So we got Pavodkin and Dillian White. Yeah. Very impressive. Okay. The- Early in the year, Garcia. Um, and Fonseca, of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about King Ryan Garcia. The monster in a way against Maloney mm-hmm. and Gervonta Davis and Leo Santa Cruz, Rick. Yeah. Those are the four finalists. Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good group. Um, you know, Povetkin, you know, it, it was it was that one uppercut. Yeah. Him right out. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And true to form, right? Now, you when you said one punch can turn a fight around, yeah. in no division is that more true than the heavyweight division, yeah. right? Yeah. No division. I mean, you could be completely, 
you could be dominated mm -hmm. for 11 rounds and then you land that one punch because how big they are and the force and the power and anything is possible. Yeah. And guess what? And it was. Of course, we had the flash, right? Ryan Garcia, the, the first round knockout, tremendous knockout. Tremendous knockout. And, you know, um, you know, we have to be objective, you know, yeah. um, but this was the one card we went to this year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you we know, were there. As, In as, fact, Rick, I, I, you don't even have to tell me the date. It was Valentine's. It was Valentine's Day. Friday, yeah. February the 14th. Uh -huh. That's right. In Anaheim. In Anaheim. That's yeah. exactly right. So, you know, unfortunately, that was the one the one card we went to. Yes. You know, it, yes. Uh, That's right. You know, but, was that uh, our only card this year? That was our only card. That's crazy. It's it's crazy it, that, yeah. you know, I understand why, but yeah. that's crazy. For for, for us who, who go to several, you yeah. know, yeah. You know we, we try to go at least a couple times a month and, and to have one. That's just absolutely yeah. nuts. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, and then we had uh, Inouye and Maloney, right? Mm -hmm. um, knockout slash TKO, but, you know, again, yeah. that was the monster. A lot of people thought, because this was his first time fighting here in the U.S., that he's finally fighting somebody legit in Maloney, right? Yeah. He completely floored him, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was his, you know, his first time fighting over here. You know, it was a very impressive knockout. Yes. And yeah. then, of course, Davis Santa Cruz. Davis Santa Cruz. Right. Big fight, big billing. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the fight for Leo Santa Cruz. No. I thought it was a mistake moving up. Yeah. Okay. Um, but be it as it may, it was for two championship fights, devastating, another and, uppercut, and, right? And, and at the time of the knockout, wasn't doing horribly. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, no. uh, uh -uh. you know, he was in the fight. That's right, yeah. Rick. But there could only be one yeah. knockout of the year, Rick. All right. And producer, drum roll, please, as we announce the winner. <laughs> up the official Pacific Coast boxing envelope. Yeah. Sealed, by the way. These have been sealed. No one knows who's who, who's won, Rick. The winner of the 2020 knockout of the year is Davis over Santa Cruz, Rick. No, yeah. You know, it, it's hard to argue with that one. You know, just, um, you know, I, 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 he moved quickly to his left, slipped that uppercut right in there, and yeah. Leo Santa Cruz was out. And how many times... Has Leo Santa Cruz been knocked out in his career, right? Yeah. He uh, hasn't. He hasn't, yeah. How many times has he even, you know, felt tasted the canvas? Yeah. Right? I don't know. Was that his first knockdown? I, I think it was the first time he's been knocked down. Right. So a very durable Leo uh -huh. Santa Cruz. I don't care. If, and I've told you before, I think Leo Santa Cruz's best division is at 126. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like him there at featherweight. Um, but there he is, right? Fighting yeah. at 130 pounds. Um, it doesn't matter. No. Devastating KO. Devastating KO. You know, guy that doesn't get knocked out. Yeah. You know, and he got knocked out. Um, you know, props to him for 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 trying to challenge himself and yeah. take this fight. You he know, was but, daring to uh, be great, Rick. But yeah. we and here's the thing: we had not seen a fighter of that caliber and that mm -hmm. significance yeah. be laid out since Marquez and Pacquiao. Yeah. That was yeah. the last time we saw a guy that good, that great. Mm -hmm. Get completely laid out like that. Yeah, and and you know these are guys, um, <laughs> you know, top top fighters. You know, yeah. this isn't you know Leo Santa Cruz. He ruled the one twenty six division for a long time. That's exactly right. You know, That's exactly it, uh, right. 
So yeah, it, it was. It, it wasn't good to see him knocked out like that. Um, I'm trying to remember our predictions. We both pre- predicted knockouts, right? Javante um, Davis. Yeah, I think I predicted a decision. Okay. I think I pre- and, and and I predicted the decision simply because he had never been yeah. knocked out, etc. I I think I had it a knockout, but yeah. but but I thought more it was going to be he was going to get worn down. Yeah, and I and I felt like the corner might stop it. Yeah, you know, in the later rounds. Yeah, um, not the one punch variety. Not like that. And, and not I like think that. It was, it was going to be the fourth round. Yeah, it was. It Third, was fourth uh, round somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, you thought it was going to be, you know, after yeah. su- sustained mm-hmm. blows, and it was going to be stopped in the corner. No, it was yeah. because again, and this is why it was KO of the year because it was so sudden, right? Mm-hmm. Santa Cruz wasn't doing so bad. I think at the time of the stoppage, he was actually winning on yeah. two of the three uh, judges' scorecards. Right? He was doing good. I told you though. Remember, I was texting you. You were that was another one. I don't think you watched it live. It was TKO six. Six round. Yeah, yeah. I said. Santa Cruz is in trouble, yeah. and 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 when you when I sent that to you, Rick, that was round three. Yeah, that's how astute boxing fans we are, mm-hmm. Rick. I knew at round three that Santa Cruz was in trouble. He's eating uppercuts. I said this is uh, this is looking ugly. Remember yeah. that? I said this is not yeah. looking good. And 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 I was actually able to watch the first three rounds. Yeah, and then the guy's phone went out. Oh, and so you know I missed rounds <laughs> four, five, and six, but I was able to go back and watch. Unbelievable. Yeah. There you go, folks. There are there's the fight of the year, Nakatani Verdejo. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go watch that and show your friends who are, you know, not even avid boxing fans who say, "Hey, I want to learn a new sport this year." We'll make it boxing. Yeah. Um, KO of the year, Davis Santa Cruz. We're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back with the fighter of the year. It's a big one, Rick. Yeah. Per- performance of the year. Okay. And then pound for pound. Okay. Yeah. Smoke is clear. It's 2020. Who's the best fighter? Okay. Forget about the division. Who's the best fighter? Okay, yeah. and we've already said it's not going to be Terrence Crawford. No, no. No, he's not even going to make the list. Not even make the finalist, other than, like you said, a presenter. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> All right, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. We'll be right back. All right, Alfonso Ruiz, Pacific Coast Boxing, here back with Rick Prado for the 2020 year-end awards, Rick. I'll tell you one thing. Like a, like a fighter, you know, this is round 11, right? We've gotten more comfortable podcasting, Rick. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, seasoned veterans. I get a lot of feedback. Yeah. I get a lot of feedback. Uh, my family's brutal, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My family's brutal. That's, Just gonna tell you, so yeah. I tell they, them not to listen. Yeah, well, but my family, yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they may have, uh, they may have had the best of you in the yeah. first few podcasts. Just so you know. Yeah. And then they said that as the podcasts have gone on, they said, "Hey, Rick, you know, Prado sounding a lot better." Yeah. I said, "What are you talking?" I said, "They were, they were feel out rounds." Yeah. You know, just like a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, all right. I thought you sounded great the whole time, yeah, by the way. I, yeah, thought, I thought all of us did. They'd see, they're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah, you know. They, they're not trained judges. There's going to be haters all over the place. That's you know, that's what gonna... I'm saying. You, you take the good with the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, you get the decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get yeah. the W. You know, Give me a break. A lot of people hated uh, Floyd Mayweather. You know, he kept winning. I'm saying 50 yeah. and 0. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's not, it's not about, yeah, it's not about hitting. It's about not getting hit. Yeah. You know, all right. <laughs> So here's the so now right um, so we went through the fight of the year mm-hmm. that was uh, 
Nakatani Verdejo. We went through the K KO of the year, Davis Santa Cruz. Now we're going to talk about the fighter of the year. And the fighter of the year, when you think about it, right, Doesn't that's not pound for pound, right? That's not saying who we think the best pound for pound fighter is. The fighter of the year. We're talking about who's the fighter of the year based on their performance. Now, this was a different year because... Even now, right, um, a busy fighter is now what? Two to three fights, unfortunately, yeah. right? This year, however, a busy fight fighter meant you fought once, <laughs> right? Of course, there was exceptions depending on who you were, okay? So without further ado, Rick, let me go ahead and give you the finalist okay. for the fighter of the year. Oh, boy, that didn't work. See, this is the problem with uh, having... Uh, with the producer. Okay, let's let, let's do that. Let's do it again, folks. Okay. Here we go. The finalist. All right, the finalists are Tyson Fury, Teofimo Lopez, Clay Collard, Chocolatito, Canelo, and Juan Francisco Estrada, Rick. Those are the finalists that we came up with in it's a, it's our good, deep discussions and pre-podcast yeah. uh, meetings. It's a good bunch, you know. Yeah, um, all had, uh, you know, in, in this in this twenty twenty, all had good years. Yeah. So let's talk about it, right? So Fury, why does Fury deserve to win the Fighter of the Year? Well, he solidified the heavyweight mm-hmm. division. Now, again, we could say, well, geez, he hasn't beaten Anthony Joshua. Well, Anthony yeah. Joshua hasn't beaten anybody of relevance either. Yeah. Okay, he's not going to make the list. Um, Fury has beat. He's the lineal champion, mm-hmm. the Bret Hart. You, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man, yeah. Rick. Right? Which Fury has done. He beat Deontay Wilder in devastating fashion. Came in completely ready, clearly prepared himself, right, and annihilated. Yeah, the, uh, Deontay Wilder the, dominated a, a heavyweight uh, boxer who uh, who was beating everybody. Had, had 40, 40 wins. You know, and he was undefeated. Or who's who? Hadn't lost. Ortiz. You know. Brazil. So very impressive. You know, complete domination of uh, of who I say is the second best heavyweight. Yeah. You know. And and I agree. We've already talked about that. Yeah. Total, totally agree. And so, and again, right, hard to have an award. We didn't do it on purpose. Hard to have an award without a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Right? The Division in boxing, okay? Yeah. Uh, Teofimo Lopez, right? We talked about him earlier with the fight against Lomachenko, mm-hmm. fighter of the year. Easy to identify him as fighter of the year. Came in um, uh, as the dog in that fight, yeah. right? Only his 15th fight. Daring to be great. Fighting the great Lomachenko, the machine. Is that his mm-hmm. nickname? Lomachenko? Yeah. Um, Lomachenko, right? You know, 296 and three amateur record. I'm off probably, but I'm not that far off. Mm -hmm. Um, no one gave him a shot, right? Matter of time before Lomachenko figures him out and completely starts taking this kid to school. It was the other way around, Rick. No, yeah. Um, Lomachenko, you know, a lot of people felt, uh, top pound per pound fighter, um, in the world. And, um, you know, another, another stat out there for you. Yeah. Lomachenko was Boxer of the Year in 2016 and 2017. So a, a two-time Who's Boxer of the, of the Year? year. <laughs> it was uh, Ring Magazine. Oh, okay, Ring Magazine. Yeah. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so again, right, 
there, there, there's uh, Teofimo's. Yeah. Dossier. All right. Other candidate for fight of the year. Clay Collard, Rick. Yeah. I think why he... Clay Collard? I'll tell you why Clay Collard. Yeah. Six and one, Rick. He finally lost his last fight. Uh-huh. Probably the busiest fighter. I couldn't find. I was trying to pull who had the most fights in 2000. It, it, it had to be him. There, there's it, no other way. Yeah. You know, unless somebody was fighting down in TJ like every, yeah. other, other, every other week. Right, right. You know, but. Uh, he was fighting on national television. On television. And, and again, what put himself on the map was when he beat David Kaminsky mm-hmm. in what I believe was the second or third fight of 2020. David Kaminsky had just signed with top rank. The Lion of Zion. I had an opportunity to uh, meet David and take a very nice kid. Hopefully he's doing okay because, oh, my gosh, Clay Collar did a number on him. Yeah. Boy, did he spoil, um, you know, Aram and top rank and ESPNs. And, again, hopefully David Kaminsky comes back from that. But that's what put Clay Collar on the map. Workman-like mm-hmm. performances, 6-1. and one. Y- He has to be on the fighter of the year. List, finalist, which yeah. is why he made ours, Rick. No, yeah, definitely stayed busy. Um, you know, got people talking about boxing, and you know, I think people were like, "Hey, you know, we I think we got excited when Clay Collard was on the card." And he and he gives us good fights. Yeah. He gives us entertaining fights, right? You're not yeah. going to watch a Clay Collard fight and so this is going to be a snoozer, mm-hmm. right? Great. So okay, um, Canelo, right? Now you yeah. say, "Oh, go, you know, why'd you throw him in there?" Okay. Widely considered the pound for pound best, and we're going to get to that in our last yeah. award. Um, beat who many considered is to be the best super middleweight by beating uh, by beating Smith. Yeah, at, and, at, at Callum Smith, and in, in, in the last fight, last big fight of the year, and and just by seeing them, in, you know, in the ring together, you know, yeah, uh, Callum Smith looked like a giant, you know, compared to uh, you know Canelo, and he was dominated, and he was dominated, and he was completely dominated, uh-huh. right? A lot of people already feel Canelo is the pound for pound best fighter, yeah. so why shouldn't he also be the fighter of the year? With a dominating performance against a fighter who had an eight-inch advantage in height, yeah, I don't know how many you know three-foot advantage in reach, right? But somehow Canelo was able to get inside and basically knock him around like an English punching bag, yeah, right. So, um, couple other fighters, Chocolatito, big comeback, Rick, big comeback. A lot of know, people had him out, yeah. You know, for a long time he was. Uh... You know, he was pound for pound. You know, it, it was a few years ago, but... Uh, Without even an argument. Yeah, it, he was pound for pound, best fighter around, and, yep. uh, you know, came back in impressive fashion. Had, had some good fights. Mm-hmm. Beater Biev, right? Again, mm-hmm. and these are guys that didn't fight a lot. They had one fight. Yeah. But Beater Biev, great performance, okay? Yeah. Light heavyweight, okay? And it was just tough with 2020. You know, a lot of, lot of fighters, you know, had uh, one fight, you know, Two of the best in the world, Manny yeah. Pacquiao, Mikey Garcia, had zero fights this year. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, that's a good point. These are guys that didn't even get an opportunity. Yeah. Right. And that speaks as much as volumes. But we could. There can only be one, Rick. Mm-hmm. There could only be run. So yeah, drum roll, please. Pacific Coast Boxing 2020 Fighter of the Year. Envelope, please. Teofimo Lopez. Yeah, very impressive uh, fight. You know, he uh, completely dominated. Um, 
who many thought was a pound-for-pound pound best in the world. Yeah. It was, I mentioned it earlier, Rick, it was a virtuoso performance, mm-hmm. that Teofimo Lopez, okay? Yeah. I'm seeing virtuoso, okay? I know you're not a big golf fan, but there are performances in uh, in golf. Tiger Woods winning the mm-hmm. Masters at 97, okay? Um, and and same kind of performance for me, Rick. For Teofimo Lopez, okay, to come in and do what he did. And folks, again, like that guy from not Chris Mannix, but the the other knucklehead that goes on there with Sergio Mora on the zone to say uh, it was a boring fight yeah. up until the ninth round. They got to get that guy out of the zone and they got to put us in there. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you something. He does not understand boxing. What t- did you see how exhausted the reason why it took until the ninth round? for um, Loma to finally start punching and, and or, or landing and doing something of any significance is because it is exhausting yeah. to do what Teofimo had to do to dominate, okay, a pound-for-pound pound world-class best fighter. Mm-hmm. He made him look normal, Rick. And and, and we both picked uh, Teofimo by, uh, by unanimous decision yeah. that he would win this. But we I did. think neither one of us thought it would be this easy. Yeah. How, how he showed it right. to be, um, you know, he talked about before the fight mm-hmm. that it was going to be this easy. His dad yeah. talked about how it was going to be this easy, right. how they were going to do this to him. Right. He went in and did it. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it, it's how he did it, like I mm-hmm. said, right? It wasn't It wasn't even close, Mm-mm. right? Um, who, who, who was the uh, letterman, right? Yep. Not Harold Letterman, but the daughter, Julie Letterman. Yeah. What did she have at 119, one, uh, right? She had literally like 11 rounds. One round. Yeah, yeah, she had 11 to 1, yeah. right? And, oh, geez. And I love, you know, that was the Bob Arum. That's ridiculous. What's not ridiculous is all three judges had it in favor yeah. of Teofimo. It wasn't even close. No. And, of course, the bribery, right, conspiracy. I mean, you wonder, you know, what did, did he call Deontay Wilder <laughs> and say, hey, what what have you not tried as far yeah. as why did you lose the fight, right? That's bad, yeah. okay? It's when, a bad look, yeah. When, when the greatest, you know, when the pound for pound, like you said, 2016, 17, whatever years, Lomachenko's resorting to, there must have, the judges mm-hmm. must have been bribed? Give me a break. Yeah, and, you know, all Lomachenko has to do is they both have the same promoter. Yeah. Bob Arum, give yep. me that fight. I don't care what you have to pay me, Yeah, what you have to pay him. Get me that fight. Get me the rematch. There's no rematch clause. Right. But I don't think there's an issue of, you know, but and I don't hear him clamoring for, hey, get me that fight again. Well, he's asking for it, oh, right? He's asking he for it. Yeah, he is. Finally? That's that's why he's saying. He's okay. saying he should ask it. But here's the thing. To to Teofimo Lopez's point, um, there was no rematch clause. Yeah. You know you know why, Rick? Because they didn't think that had Lopez shot, had yeah. any shot. They figured there's no need to do that, right? Because there's always extra money. Remember, if you're going to put a rematch clause, that kind of changes the whole, you know, contract and the and the, the intricacies of how it gets put together. And I heard an interview with uh, Teofimo Lopez. I'm not sure who was doing the, uh, yeah. the interview, but uh, he mentioned that mm-hmm. it shocked top rank, right? You know how easily he won that fight, right? And that he won that fight. He described the scene afterwards, yeah, right, as a funeral, right. That you know I, that everybody was, they assumed Lomachenko right. was going to win this fight easy. That's right. You know, that's exactly and, and right. He said, legitimately, people were upset that this had happened. It was uh, reminiscent of, by the way, an author 
who has been communicating mm-hmm. with us, Rick, who I'm hoping has confirmed for January 11th, okay. Christian Chris uh, Judici, mm-hmm. the author of amazing books, who you know just finished a book, Macho Time, a Macho Camacho. Um, Mach- they were setting up Macho Camacho to fight against Julio Cesar Chavez, and then he took a fight against Greg Hagen. Yeah. And he lost against Greg Harvey. I mean, there was so that very, very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very similar. Where and so, yeah, man, yeah, so they were disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. He ended up fighting. Uh, um, he actually had a contract to fight uh, Chavez for three to four million. Yeah. Okay, but he had to win the tune-up fight before that. Yeah, and then that's when he lost to Hagen. You know, but same thing here. Okay. No one thought at top rank or ESPN that Teofimo was going to win. Um, that's why they didn't put a rematch clause. That's why he is the fighter of the year, Rick. And and yeah. we're just going to go right to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Which is the performance of the year. The performance of the year is Teofimo Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Came in with the game plan. Yeah. You know, and did it to perfection. Yes. Yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, all the odds stacked against them. Um, the opponent, the moment. Um, Sounds and, like the promoter against him, right? Every, yeah. every, everything, yeah. and for him again, for him to do what he did, and you can, and and don't forget that this is also, um, you know, a human being who also had all the personal issues, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gets married, and you know his his family doesn't show up all to the wedding except his dad, right? Yeah. They're not happy with that. Imagine this this guy's a human being, mm-hmm. right? He's human. You got all that stuff going on, and you got to continue on. I, I tell you, man. And again, I've sent, I've reached out to him on Instagram. I probably don't have the right way, but I would love to talk to that guy. Yeah, I could learn from that guy. No, yeah, definitely. We, I mean, we we have to. All right, one more before we break, um, and then we're gonna get to the pound for pound. Okay, promotion of the year, Rick. Yeah. Okay, so who's the promoter? Okay, so you know that one we don't even have to do a drum roll because yeah. there's only so many. Okay, yeah. there is um, top rank, of mm-hmm. course, right? There is uh, match room. Yep. Okay, Golden Boy, mm-hmm. PBC, yep. and Thompson. And Thompson, yeah. You thought I forget about Thompson, yeah. but they're local. Right, they're yeah. local and they put on good shows and good matches, especially when they do it at Omega Productions right here <laughs> off the 15 Freeway in Ontario, right? Which we love. Okay, all of them. Right now, I'm going to tell you something, Rick. Okay, um, I know that you're leaning one way. Yeah. I know we've talked about this, but PBC had the card of the year. Remember the card of the, the year, card Rick? Of the year, yeah. The Charlos, mm-hmm. Danny Roman, remember that? Yeah. Five championship fights, mm-hmm. Rick, on one card. That's old school. Yeah. Look above you okay. and, and tell me who fought on that Chavez, uh, Stadio Azteca. Chavez and Hagen, who fought underneath that? You've got uh, Terry Norris, uh, Maurice Blocker. Wow. Who, what else? Michael Nunn, uh, Danny Morgan. Michael Second to Nunn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Azuma Nelson and Gabriel Ruelas. Wow. See what I mean? Yeah. Those were fight cards, right? Yeah. And PBC put on a fight very close to that one, but with five championship mm-hmm. fights, right? Golden Boy came on strong toward the end, right? And put on some pretty good fights. Matchroom, 
wow, mm-hmm. the the glamour, the scene. Eddie Hearns did it right, and then of course you had top rank ESPN. But there could only be one, Rick. Yeah. So, drum roll, please. Who was the promoter of what could only be described as a very challenging 2020? <laughs> And the winner is Top Rank Promotions, Rick. Yeah, and you know, it has to be, uh, you know, Top Rank. They were doing fights for three months before anybody even thought about doing another um, a fight. They set the bar with the MGM bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't always pay to go first, right? Sometimes yeah. you go first and you end up getting the arrows in your back and yeah. then everybody learns from your mistakes, right? In the case of um, Top Rank, right, and I'm not a big Bob Arum fan, by the way, yeah. right? He big leagued me mm-hmm. at the uh, De La Hoya Yuri Boy Campus fight, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was right there. It was only uh-huh. three of us there. Yeah. And I asked Bob Arum if he could speak to me, and he completely big leagued me. Yeah. So this is tough, right? Mm-hmm. Tough for me to be given this award, yeah. right? And, and never mind that, uh, oh, what was the fight where <laughs> he was sitting there doing the, the, the review? Oh, uh, the Maloney fight. Yeah, the Maloney fight, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. against the was professor. It? Yes, it no, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, but uh, he's he's yeah. in there trying to do the uh, the review challenge. Yeah. You know, no business yeah. being back Yeah, that's there. right. That's just like, but yeah. even after that. A Robert Kraft looking, you know, <laughs> yeah. a, a underneath the hood of the of the, of the the television, <laughs> of the camera there with the referee. You know. It'll never happen. He, he, he was able to give us, you know, Tyson Fury. Yeah. Dante Wilder. Yeah. He was co-promoter. He he was able to give us Lomachenko, uh, Teofimo Adam on, on yeah. regular TV. On regular TV, it man. wasn't pay per view. It wasn't right. ESPN Plus. That's right. That's it right. Was ESPN. He did it right. Adam Korea. Adam, um, I'm sorry. Adam Lopez. Mm-hmm. King Louis Korea fight. That's that one as well. Yeah. Hats off to him. Yeah. He did it right when we had nothing. Nothing. When we had no, and I mean nothing. Baseball Forget. was was postponed. Yeah, we had absolutely basketball zilch. was off. We mm-hmm. had nothing. It only. ESPN boxing. The Clay Collard, right? Yeah. David, David Zeminski, like I said earlier, the Lion of Zion. Mm-hmm. Um, hats off to them. They did it right. Adam Lopez, you know, went into details uh, describing all of the different protocols that had to be taken place way ahead of their time as well, right? Yeah. Michaela Mayer, remember, tested positive, right, issue for COVID on the Adam Lopez card. Yeah. And then she came back. And there's another fight that took place, by the way. And by the way, um, that's another... Um, Fight. We said honorable mention on the fight of the year. The uh, Jessel McCaskill, Cecile Brockers yeah. was a hell of a fight too. No, it was a good fight. But yeah, but but promoter of the year has to be top rank. Mm-hmm. Even though Bob Arum big league me. Yeah. At yeah. the uh, I think but, I was in downtown LA. I forget. But yeah. that's what that's where we're different from uh, other podcasts. Uh-huh. You know, we're able to separate that out and make the educated. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's like, right. We 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 make we don't make decisions based on emotions. We yeah. make decisions based on we, we, facts. We don't take it personal. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's a, that's a difference between us. All right, folks. We have one more award, the biggest one of the year, and it's and it may surprise you, right? Again, we've already told you Crawford's not on the list. We've already shocked people, Rick. I guarantee you, we are one of the few boxing aficionados experts. Call us what you want that had Nakatani Verdejo as the fight of the year. Yeah. Because most people, you know, they had this fight of the year, Rick? You know, they had? They the, had Branchick. Branchick Zapata. That's yeah. who they had. Right? It, well, now, 
if we had to say entertaining fight of mm-hmm. the year, okay, I'm not even sure it'd be that one. I'm yeah. going to go Snoop Dogg and say, I yeah. think it was my neighbors arguing about the dog going over the yard yeah. and watching them go at it. That may have been the fight of the mm-hmm. year, right? Or entertaining fight of the year. This is boxing. This is the sweet science, right? And so that's why that fight didn't make it. Yeah. So coming up, folks, don't be surprised. Don't be disappointed with our pound for pound fighter for 2020. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacifico's Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado. Big, big end of year 2020 show, Rick. And what could only be described as a very challenging year in so many yeah. ways, right? And we hope everybody, you know, made it through um, as best they could, right? Obviously, um, health-wise, hopefully everybody was was minimally impacted. And one of the reasons why we do this show, we talked about it before, is maybe, just maybe, we can kind of lessen all of the minutia noise going on, right? And maybe make somebody smile, maybe just divert somebody's attention five degrees as they're driving home and bring a little bit of, um, of um, I don't know, entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Stimulation, fun during this crazy times, man. So that being said, pound for pound, right? You know, pound who who. Forget about everything we just talked about, okay? We fighter of the mm-hmm. year. That's based on your performance this year. Yeah. Um, you know, fight of the year, promoter of the year, knockout of the year. Who cares, right? Yeah. Who's the best fighter? Who who do mm-hmm. we look at and say, this, this is the best fighter, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of them, right? But we have to whittle it down, right? We have yeah. to whittle it down because there's way, there's way too many, right? So without further ado, Rick, let me give you the candidates for who is the fighter, the the pound for pound best fighter of the year. Yeah. Producer, drum roll, please. Okay. Once again, right, this is why uh sometimes some of this stuff happens, right? Soon I'm gonna have uh we gotta have our gotta have my boy Sean running this stuff, by the way. <laughs> by the way, he's volunteered to be the uh the producer and the um and the uh, the post editor, by the way. Okay. So that that's gonna help us. Trust me. So here we go. Drum roll, please. And the finalists for the Pacific Coast Boxing 2020 pound for pound, the coveted pound for pound, mm-hmm. especially first annual. Yeah. Right. How many times do you win the first annual? Yeah, only once. That's exactly yeah. right, Rick. Only once. So that's why this makes it special. Whoever wins next year, still huge because yeah. this is a fight fans, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe next year what we'll do is we'll put it out to vote, right? Yeah. And then we're going to do like a weighted, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they'll get a percentage of it, of, of, of who they feel it is. Yeah. All right. Pound for pound, Tyson Fury, Inoue-san, the mm-hmm. monster, Canelo Alvarez, Spence Jr., Jermall Charlo, the 160-pound undefeated Jermall Charlo, Tefimo Lopez, and Peter Biev, the undefeated light heavyweight Rick. Mm-hmm. There's our list. This is, is a good uh, group of uh, fighters. And there's a lot that we yeah. omitted, but again, these are the only guys that make the very end, right, the actual mm-hmm. pound for pound. So let's go through those, Rick. 
tell me about Tyson Fury, right? Why yeah. is he not? Why is he the pound for pound? Why is he not? Yeah, yeah. No? Um, you know, heavyweight, you know, they don't they, they don't get often uh, enough credit. Uh, but, uh, you know, you think heavyweight, you think big bruising, you know, big puncher, you know, doesn't, doesn't uh, can't box. But Tyson Fury goes in there with the plan. He boxes and, um, yep. you know, finds a way yeah. to win each fight, you know, by opponent. We cannot bring back and invoke 2019. Mm-hmm. But amazing how he came up. Yeah. And came back to beat Wilder. Obviously, the fight early on and beating Wilder and completely flooring him, right? Yeah. You know, and if you think about pound for pound, right, what are we saying? We're saying this is the elite of the elite, right? We're saying this guy, regardless of the division, right, outclasses everybody mm-hmm. else. So go ahead. And he just doesn't get uh, enough credit for being a uh, smart fighter. You know, like he is. Yeah. No, and, and he and, and he came in prepared, right? He didn't mm-hmm. it wasn't this, you know, um not lopsided, but it wasn't this surprising knockout, right? It wasn't this, you know, I mean he, he literally beat Wilder in dominating fashion. Yeah. Right. And so clearly has shown that when he comes in ready to fight, when he comes in prepared, he's clearly, right, not only the best heavyweight, but is he the best pound for pound fighter? All right, Rick. What about Inoue? Inoue, you know, very impressive. A monster. In, in, in his uh, debut here in America. Uh, took out a very tough uh, Maloney. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've been very impressed. Um, you know, m- maybe some of the cons is I haven't seen enough of uh, Inoue. Most people uh, don't. He won the yeah. tournament. Remember, uh-huh. they had a tournament. He won, yeah. beat Nonito Donaire in what? If we were doing this last year, that would have been the fight of the year. So, yeah, you know, 20 and 0, 17 knockouts, um, you know, and, and high on the pound for pound list because um, he's a, you know, smaller fighter. Right. And, uh, but right. very intelligent fighter with power. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. You know, lightning, thunder in his hands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody had any doubt about whether or not he could survive in a war, Watch the Donito Donaire mm-hmm. uh, fight against Inoue. Yeah. Wow. You know? I mean, if this guy's not on your... If this guy, right, and I don't know where he's going to end up on our list. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But if he is not on your top three, then you don't know boxing. Yeah. If anybody has... Okay, if he's not number one, he better be two or three. Yeah. And if he's not two or three, and folks, if he is not two or three... Don't even bother to read that publication, that website, that Instagram, that Facebook, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement, Rick? Yeah. He's that good. Yeah. He is that damn good. Earl Spence Jr., Rick. Earl Spence, uh, you know, he's beaten everybody. He's, he's fought 27-0, 21 knockouts. Um, you know, looked impressive. Um, he's winning, and, and, and he's also dominating. You know, accident or not, you know, still, you know, dominated uh, Danny Garcia. Yeah. Um, you know, he uh, dominated uh, uh, Mikey Garcia. Yep. Um, you know, great pound found fighter, tough, tough fighter. Um, Southpaw uh, makes it hard on a lot of fighters. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Really no glaring weaknesses, no. right? No glaring weaknesses on this guy. I'm glad that he came back. Mm-hmm. And look the way he did against Danny Garcia because I love seeing excellence, right? Whether I'm a big fan of him or not, and I happen to be a big fan of him, 
Um, I love seeing guys. A lot of people don't like, uh, you know, whether it was, um, you know, Tiger Woods in golf, Ben Hogan. A lot of people don't like seeing them dominate because they're like, no, I want to see a more competitive. No, I love watching somebody completely outclass, Rick, the field. I love watching people outclass the field because it shows that there's a difference between poor, good, excellent, and there's one more level, Rick, Mm -hmm. outstanding. Yeah. And and he's cleaned out the uh, other than fighting Terrence Crawford, you know, he's, he's cleaned out that welterweight division. He's beat all he, the he other ab- top he guys. He absolutely has. Uh, Jermall Charlo, the hundred and sixty pound Jermall Charlo, right? Yeah. There's another guy, right? Mm-hmm. Big fight this year was against uh, not the machine. What did they call him? The technician. It was against Dervachenko. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and he dominated him. In fact, yeah. in fact, he knocked him out. Um. Did he knock him out or was it a TKO? Shouldn't say that. Um, we'll have to look that yeah. up. Um, but it was Sergey Dervachenko yeah. who, who gave Triple G all he could handle, right? He um, Both of the Charlo brothers, by the way. I could have put both of them in there in, in this particular list, right? Guys are amazing. Always comes ready to fight. Some people may not like their out-of-the-ring type of behavior, no. but I'll tell you what, in the ring, they're always ready to fight. By the way, unfortunately, Canelo said he wants to clean out the super middleweight division, mm. but Dan, I would love for him to somehow squeeze. Go ahead and beat Elidrum yeah. and beat Billy Joe Saunders, but how would a September 13th fight against Jamal Charlo sound? Yeah, no, I think it would be huge. Um, you know, I think... Uh, Jamal Charlo even uh, recently has, has has been calling out, you know, said he'd go up to one sixty eight to fight uh, Canelo. Right. Yeah. No, and 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 he should, and he should. All right, we talked about him already. He was already fighter of the year. Is he pound for pound the best fighter? Teofimo Lopez, Rick. No, oh, you know, had had a great year. Um, you know, I think uh, maybe he's not at pound for pound. You know, he's a pound for pound. Talent, yes, but at sixteen to zero, twelve knockouts, probably needs a little bit more more fights on his resume to to reach that reach that elite elite pound for pound level. You say that, but the guy that he beat was, was pound, pound for pound, pound yeah. right? And a lot of, on a lot of lit on a lot of lit. So not, not on mine. I get that, right? I get that, and I'm and I'm not and I'm not talking yeah. about the ESPN list, yeah. right? I'm talking about other. Other, you know, very let's just say what we consider reputable yeah. list had Lomachenko on the on their top three, if not number one. Yeah, no, no, had had an impressive uh, year, but uh, I think even you know, I think Teofimo right now on a lot of lists is hovering there around five, six, and uh, probably just needs a few more fights. You know, if he cleans out, yes, that uh, lightweight division. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, then then I think he's right there. Yeah. Well, or again, even if he moves up and beats the the winner of Ramirez Taylor, yeah. You know, then he's there. But based on what we've seen, based on the virtuoso performance yeah. that he put on against Lomachenko, right? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. can you? I mean, again, this is pound for pound, right? Yeah. Skill set wise, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the whole package, man. Hard to see why he isn't. Yeah. Or, I mean, and this, this is why he made our list, right? Um, 
Canelo. You know, right? Yeah, Canelo. What can you say? You know, he's uh, he's fought and fought everybody. He's moved up in divisions. Yep. Um, you know, it. Uh, he's just one of those fighters where you look, you know, two divisions down. You look yeah. two divisions up. Yeah, and you you have a tough time finding somebody to beat him. That's a good point, right? Some of these fighters that we talked about earlier, Fury, right? Of course, he's heavyweight, mm-hmm. so that's that's not against yeah. him in a way. That's right. Now, Teofimo's probably the one guy, right? He yeah. probably could move up to 140 mm-hmm. and compete there at 140, yeah. right? But he hasn't yet. Nothing, you know, not his fault. No. He just, he just, just kind of, kind of getting going. Spence Jr., mm-hmm. um, you know, known as probably one of the best welterweights, right? Hasn't moved up. You're right. Canelo, 154, 160, 168, mm-hmm. 175, right? So um, hard to argue against that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we got, right, really the two light heavyweights, Beter Biev and Dmitry Bivol. Yeah. 15-0 for Beter Biev, 17-0 for Bivol, right? Right? No, yeah, both, both impressive fighters. Um, I think with, with them, it's just, uh, you know, we want to see more of them. You know, yeah. uh, Beter Biev is 15-0, Bivol 17-0. Um, we just want to see more fights. But they both, but they dominate, right? No, they yeah, dominate yeah. every fight, right? Yeah. It's not their fault. They're fighting at one seventy five. Yeah. I hate that they lose that they use the term light heavyweight. By the way, yeah. I hover around one seventy five. It's not heavy. Uh-huh. That's in great shape, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, Dimitri Bivol beat Joe Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Right, last fight, Lennon Castile. Um, Bivol, by the way, didn't fight in two thousand twenty. Yeah. Yeah, that's another fighter that, uh, right. you know, I think eventually, you know, these two on a collision path, you know, Peter Biev, Bivol. We, 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 we could only hope, yeah. right? Neither of them fought in 2020, by the way. Mm. You know, ne- neither of them did. But that, again, this is not about fighter of the year. Yeah. This is not about, pound for pound, you know, pound. this is pound for pound. This is who, to, forget all that nonsense, mm-hmm. who's the best fighter, Yeah. right? That, because that, that's all that matters. All right, Rick, we've said enough. Right, time, uh, time to make our decision on who the best pound for pound fighter is. Okay. Yep. Now this time I'm going to go to the right place. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the first annual Pacific Coast Boxing 2020 pound for pound fighter is. Canelo Alvarez, Rick. Yeah. I mean, we there's no, there can't be an argument there, man. No, willing you know? to fight everybody, willing to go up. Yes, you know, yes. It uh, you always is looking for the for the biggest challenge. Yes, and the, you know we talked about that, right? And I think that you know the fact that he's been to all these. Now, I'm not sold on him as a light heavyweight, right? Yeah. He went up and he fought clearly, right? Uh, Sergey Sergey Kovalov on yeah. the other side of his career, right? Yeah. That's so. So I'm not one of these guys that's gonna say, "Oh boy, he beat the best." No, have him beat Bivol or beat or beat or BF. Now we're talking, right? But it doesn't matter. He still knocked him out, right? He knocked him out. Okay, that was huge. Um, and then of course cleaned out the 154 division, beat Triple G. Now folks could say, "Oh, the first fight, I'm not sure. The second fight, he beat him. Trust yeah. me, he he beat him. 168. That's what he's doing." He's getting better, Rick. Yeah. And, you know, he's uh, completely dominating. Um, you know, he's the only guy on this pound-for-pound pound list. 
he's the ring magazine you know super middleweight champion and the ring magazine middleweight champion same right time. right that's tough to do yeah. that's tough to do by their standards by the way in order to do that you could read it all but basically mm-hmm. you have to beat the number one and the number two have to fight yeah. if the number two is not available then you got to beat the number three basically what it what that means is by the ring magazine is he's beat the very best in the in each division yeah which is difficult to do and the ring doesn't have a champion in every division by the way no so that's why what he's done is even that much more impressive. He's getting better. His defense is getting better. His offense. I mean, again, what he did to Callum Smith, right, was just, I mean, he made him look like just a, a regular Joe Schmo mm-hmm. fighter, Rick. Yeah. And it's a guy who's battering him against the ropes. And, you know, big, big guy. And, uh, you know, it uh, It was just impressive. The, 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 his, um, and that's. That's just being pound for pound. You know, he's he's not bigger than that guy, but he's still able to beat him with his boxing skills. That's exactly his right. Power. That's exactly um, right. You know, very impressive. Yes, absolutely. So there you go. Canelo Alvarez, the 2020 pound for pound fighter of the year. We're not done, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got the final 2020 stat of the week. Yeah. Wow, looking forward to that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what's coming up in 2020. Yeah. Right? Because we got some exciting news. Exciting news for 2020. Hold on, folks. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And what, you know, we didn't know that this would be one of the biggest segments of the podcast, uh, but that's how it turns out, Rick. Yeah. You know, people always, you know, they, they're trying to get the stat of the week early. That's right. Yeah. Exactly right. So here we go. The final 2020 stat of the week, Rick. What do we yeah. got? So with uh, Triple G's uh, last title defense, uh, that makes a record 21 successful title, title defenses at middleweight. Okay. So 21 title defenses at middleweight. Yeah. He broke the record. He he was tied with Bernard Hopkins at 20. Yeah. Um, so that's only that, at middleweight. Uh, only at middleweight. Okay. Um, Carlos Monzon yeah. had 14. Argentinian, huh? Yeah. Marvin Hagler had 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, Felix Sturm also with 12. Felix Sturm? Felix Sturm. The guy who... The De La Hoya. The De La Hoya. Yeah, they, he, they gifted his, him the his uh, victory. His tune-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another one of those, right? That was a tune-up until uh-huh. he fought. I think it was was it before Hopkins? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah he probably didn't win that <laughs> fight. Sturm, <laughs> yeah. by the way, interesting that you that we talk about this. Sturm has came out recently and said, "Hey, I, I want a rematch oh. with De La Hoya." Yeah. Well, he recently <laughs> also uh, he had his return fight and he ended yeah. up winning that fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that that's the uh, Triple G twenty one successful title defenses at middleweight. Triple G twenty one successful, and that's consecutively or no, no, because not he, consecutively. Because he lost, you know, right? He lost the Canelo one, so right. Uh, so just total twenty one total. So when did he? Okay, but when? So he lost to Canelo. Uh-huh. So when did? So was that afterwards, or or I mean, because when? Well, you know, I think uh, at one point, you know, he had to relinquish that. Uh, I'm just trying to. I'm trying. I'm, I'm just thinking because. It had to be. It had to be. Canelo had to be the twenty. Canelo would have been the twenty second, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, because he wouldn't have been entitled to defense. He he would have lost that one. So I think he picked up the belt after that. 
Oh, and then he won again. And then, oh, and then well, he won again. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's pretty good. 21 times. That's yeah. only a middleweight. Um, you know what I'm going to ask? I was asked, what mm-hmm. about other divisions? What is it? What What's the oh, record period? You yeah. know? Like, you know what I mean? Has there been a longer one? I would say that the longer ones are going to be in the lighter divisions. Mm-hmm. Probably not in the heavyweight division. No. Somebody to win somebody 21. Would, yeah. It would have but to be. But 21 total, not consecutive. Yeah. That's the that's the key. Can see you want you want consecutive. That that'll have to be for the uh, the first uh, do some work. And, yeah, maybe uh, not consecutive, but even total to- total. I'm gonna say it's gonna be and maybe in the lighter weights. And yeah. the only reason it's in the lighter weights, by the way, is because a lot of times in those divisions, Rick, um, it's a little bit shallow as far as the competition goes. Yeah. And so they just kind of go through fighters, right, cleaning out the division, mm-hmm. right, because. Yeah, we'll have to look at that because Duran cleaned out the lightweight division. Uh-huh. And see how many in a row. Yeah. yeah. I mean, interesting. Yeah, something for probably the first uh, episode of uh, 2021. Yeah, but still, in the middleweight division, it's Triple G. Yeah. So that's, well, there you go. And it's interesting because if we were having this podcast, you know, five years ago, Right, mm-hmm. um, Triple G would have been right up there with the pound for pound, right? Yeah. If not number one in a lot yeah. of uh, publications and media. Ring Magazine still has them at ten. Yeah, I don't see that. Yeah. I don't see that. And, you know, that's just right. That's just earned simply on reputation, and right. Mm-hmm. There's no way. There's no way he's he's number ten. I mean, even a Manny Pacquiao, right? If, if somebody has a Manny Pacquiao in the top ten pound for pound, come on. You know, why he beat Keith Thurman, you yeah. know, and by the way, we didn't talk about that. Um, but Sean Porter, right, turning down, and I don't blame him a million dollars to um to fight Terrence Crawford early in 2021, right? Yeah, it's a slap in the face, especially considering that Terrence Crawford just fought Cal Brook and mm-hmm. Cal Brook made at least two million, two to three million for yeah. that fight. Yeah, so if I'm Sean Porter, right. Who who just gave um, Earl Spence Jr. absolute hell for twelve rounds, mm-hmm. right? Why in the heck would I take half less money than Cal Brook did? Yeah, no. Doesn't make any sense, right? And Sean Porter, of course, he's saying I don't want to fight Thurman. He wants to fight, you know, of course, the money guys. Yeah. But that's that's just that's just ridiculous, man. All right, Rick. Before we end it, so twenty twenty is over. As far as our podcast is concerned, still got a couple of days left before the calendar is yeah. done. 2021, big stuff coming up. Okay, so here's a couple of things we got lined up. Highly probable we're going to have the author of four amazing books on Alexis Arguello. Macho Camacho was the latest one that just came out in October of 2020. Roberto Duran, Wilfredo Bazooka Gomez, Christian Judice. He's going to tell us if we pronounced it right or not. Good chance we get him early in 2021. Another one, I won't jinx it, right? Actor, actor who has came out in shows like The Mayans, Sons of Anarchy, big boxing fan, grew up in L.A. I happen to know him. He, good chance, is going to come on our show, Rick. So excited about that. Yeah, looking forward to that. 2021, so we got Ryan Garcia, Luke Campbell, right, to start mm-hmm. off January. Um, we got Estrada, 
on um, and Chocolatito. And Chocolatito. And, and Those are probably the two biggest fights right now. Yeah. And we'll talk about the next podcast. What do we want to see? Yeah. Right. What do we want to see? Well, we want to see Teofimo Lopez against the best lightweights, the right? The best lightweights. I think that, that that's probably the biggest division where we want to see, yeah. you know, two or three of those fights of, of the top five guys fighting each other. We'd love to see yeah. him fight Giovante, right? Uh-huh. Davis. Yeah. Uh, at some point. We'd love to see him fight against Devin Haney. We'd love to see all of those guys, mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia, if he gets by Luke Campbell. We'd love to see those guys mix it up, right? We want to see, unfortunately, because the WBC threw their name in the hat and probably made a backdoor deal <laughs> with Canelo, he's going to have to fight, you know, Avani Lidrum. Yeah. Uh, but we want to see Canelo against... Billy Joe Saunders, uh-huh. and Caleb Plant. I'd be good with that. Yeah. If we get those three fights for Canelo, I'm good with that. If you want to squeeze a fourth fight, go ahead and wipe out David uh, Benavides, which he will, by the way, I guarantee you. We want to see um, we want to see Fury and Joshua. Yeah. We want to see that, right? And we do have, and that's supposed to be uh, May or June uh-huh. for those. And we'll probably get two of those fights. Um also, fam- we're gonna get one of those, though, Rick. Right? Let me yeah. back. We're gonna get one of those. We're either gonna get Fury and Wilder three, mm-hmm. or Fury and Joshua. Yeah. Because they're talking about we're even gonna they're even gonna throw the belts away, a la Mayweather. Yeah. Right. Screw that. The two hundred thousand dollar sanctioning fee to fight for your belt. We're gonna get one of those heavyweight fights in two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick. And then uh, February twentieth, uh, Miguel Burchelt, Oscar Oscar Valdez. We've been waiting for this fight for a long time. Yeah, I don't like it. You're right. We don't like it. Yeah. Um, we have some connections. We're going to see if we can reach out to Oscar Valdez and kind of see what he's thinking. Yeah. He's daring to be great, right? Mikey Garcia told us what why he was trying to fight at 147. I don't like that fight the same way I did not like that fight with, uh, um, oh gosh, El Terremote mm-hmm. against uh, Gervonta Davis. Yeah. Right? Cruz, yeah. yeah, Santa Cruz. I did not like that. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of stuff. Uh, Berlanga, right? Mm-hmm. Is he, you know, we didn't really get into the prospect of the year. Hard to do a prospect of the year when guys were only fighting one or two times. Mm-hmm. Berlanga fought multiple times, of course, knocked out his opponents in the first round. Does he turn out to be a legitimate fighter? Yeah. Not that he's not already, but that's somebody that we want to watch, mm-hmm. right? Local guys, right? Um, uh, of course, Brandon Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Where Where's he going to go? Um, Raul, you know, uh, Lizarraga, our guy, Lazaro, right? Where does Laz go? Laz yeah. is three and no. He's in the welterweight division. Big kid. I don't think, I don't see Laz just based on what I've seen. I don't think he lasted. I think he's probably going to be more of the junior middleweight, yeah. right? But what happens to Laz, right? Yeah. How busy is he going to stay? So we got a lot of prospects, man. Yeah, you know, and I think this is going to be a big, big 2021. You know, uh, 20, 2020 was a little rough, uh, but I think a lot of fighters are going to be looking to make up some of the money that they lost in 2020. And I think that's a good point you make, Rick, because um, somewhere in the middle of 2020, right, when fighters were cut, even, you know, um, even basketball, right, mm-hmm. all the major sports, everybody was holding out saying, oh, no, we're not going to do it until we get fans, right? Mm-hmm. We want butts in the seats, right? Yeah. We want fans. We play for them, right? And they do, and I believe it, the roar of the crowd and, and everything. Of course, there's revenue and all that, but I think they got over it, right? I yeah. think they got into the reality is it's not going to happen. 
So we yeah. may as well face this is reality, mm-hmm. right? And I think you're right. And I think with boxing, we ended the year with Canelo with what, 13, 15,000 fans? Yeah. Right? Which was not bad. Mm-hmm. Hey, think about that, right? Olympic Auditorium, I think we only used to have six or 7,000. Mm-hmm. The four, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So to have 13,000 at a boxing match is not that bad. So. Even without that, I think that now fighters have a more realistic, a more prudent approach to 2021, saying, you know what? Forget about having a packed house. This is the reality, and I need to fight. Where We can have have fights early in in 2021, and hopefully around the middle of 2021, things are back to normal. Hopefully we get some Southern California fights that we can attend. Yeah. Um, you know, and we'll start getting those big fights. I think that's why, yeah. you know, Fury and Joshua, they're looking at May, yeah. June, you know, somewhere in the middle of the year. And I think they're hoping that everything's back to normal. Yeah, hopefully the, uh, the vaccine, right, is mm-hmm. a little bit more uh, ubiquitous yeah. across all channels, right? Not just, uh, you know, the first responders, et cetera. Yeah. So no, you're right. That's that's the thing. But but even then, like you just said, I think the reality is this is the reality, yeah. and fighters are not going to wait anymore to say no. I want to wait till I can pack an arena, mm-hmm. dude. You're not going to pack an arena. This is it. That's why I love what Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko did. Right? Yeah. That fight was a super fight. We didn't have a lot of super fights in 2020, no. Rick. That was a super fight, mm-hmm. and it delivered. All right, Rick. Wow. Right. End of the year show, we almost hit two hours. Who cares? It was that big. People have time to listen to it. We may even give them a week or two to marinate. We're coming back strong in 2021, Rick. It's going to get bigger. Happy New Year, Rick. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the boxing fans, and we will talk to you in 2021. All right, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, Send us an email, counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. Follow us everywhere, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Give us a follow. This is it, folks. We didn't say, Rick, by the way, one of the most important rankings, who was the hottest boxing podcast, pound for pound, for 2020? Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacific Coast Boxing, man. Yeah, Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Not even close, folks. All right, happy new year. Stay safe, folks. We'll see you on the other side of of, uh, of 2021, folks. <laughs>